Welcome, everybody, to the Saniac Podcast. Today, we have a very special episode. If you are new here, we do all things MTV's The Challenge. We also have an awesome website. You can check us out at saniacpodcast.com for all of our challenge content over there. Jessica's article did just post, so you guys can go look at that. We, of course, have recaps coming through, Twitter recaps, and all that good stuff, as well as some fun challenge quizzes. You can follow us at Saniac Podcast on all the social media platforms. I'm at Shawnee Suisa on Instagram, and that's at ZCal77. I'm Shawnee Suisa, podcast producer from LA. That's my awesome co-host. And today, we are collaborating with a fellow challenge podcast. This is the Tea Time Podcast. So we have two members of the Tea Time Podcast with us today. We have Bree and Katarina. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We're excited, you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, we were just talking about this this crazy story that you have because I, I didn't know that Bree, I, I didn't know that that you are in you're in the service, and that Katarina, you are you're enlisting. You're about to go in as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. interesting bit about you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So we're going to start off with a lot. If you guys don't follow us on Twitter, then you might be confused as to this collaboration and uh, and the sort of point of everything that we're doing here. But if you do follow us on Twitter, which if you don't, you really should, um, then you would know that we got into uh, we got into it with just a bunch of stands. Obviously, Zach's you know favorite thing to do. And uh, it ended up going down. Um, a road that we just didn't want. I think it, a lot of it was just misunderstanding and miscommunication. And I ended up listening to um, the segment that you guys did on Tea Time about us. And so much of what you guys said, we really agree with. And so I feel like our points just did not get across on Twitter, which obviously makes sense because, you know, you can't really fit a hour or two hour long podcast like me and Zach always do into um, such a short character amount. And so we definitely wanted to have you guys on here and have this open dialogue and just discuss everything um, and get your opinions on everything. You know, big criticism um, that we absolutely heard and appreciated was the fact that, you know, we can't comment from a firsthand perspective on BLM issues. You know, that's just not something that we can do because we are not black uh, and you know, living in America and under this sort of um, stress that that black people are living under in right now. And so, um, you know, we wanted to get your takes on all of that and also just to, you know, clear the air and and have like a nice open dialogue. So I feel like we've got to do similar to what we did with Jessica. We'll just start from the beginning and get your guys' thoughts on everything that happened. Um, and it all, you know, started off with D. So I would love to know, you know, we can start with each of you guys. You guys can go through your own individual thoughts um, on the firing, what she said and all of that so um brie why don't you start it off for us and give us give us your thoughts on this so for d like y'all probably don't know but a lot of people do know i was like a huge d stand like i love d i was a huge fan of d what she posted really like upset me and it made me angry and it really made me angry because a week before she even posted that tweet and then that comment on instagram under that t page I had interviewed her one-on-one for Tea Time Podcast. And I had asked her, like, how does she feel about everything that's going on in America? Her being from Australia, but like stuck in America right now with everything going on. And how does she feel about the whole George Floyd and the whole Black Lives Matter thing? And like, she had like a really nice answer and stood with us and everything. So I just feel like 
it was like a slap in my face. Like I sat here and like interviewed you. And like, I was like one of your biggest fans. I thought it was like such an honor, like interviewing her, even though a lot of people hated her and she was like the villain. Like Mm -hmm. I just liked her. To me, she was a boss bitch and I'm a boss bitch. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we we liked her a lot too. So I can relate to that part, you know. Oh, and it's just like, it was like a slap in the face. Like everything, like me and you talked about, like on our podcast, on our one-on-one interview. And then for you just to say like, just those, I don't care if like it was a joke or you didn't mean it no type of way. Everyone knows Dee is the troller. Like she just trolls on Twitter all day, every day. Definitely. Knows that. But there is a time and a place to troll. And trolling about Black Lives Matter isn't something that you're supposed to do. Like this is like something serious and people are losing their lives and people are hurt and people are affected by it and everything. And you're sitting here trolling on a sensitive topic. And I did not like that. So her being fired, I agree with it and stuff. Um, But we'll talk about other stuff because, like, how can you fire someone for something that little? But when someone does something bigger than that, like, they don't get fired. Yeah, they don't don't see (laughs) any sort of consequence. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. I obviously, like, I really didn't really like Dee from the jump because of the way she treated Devon and Shailene on World of the Words 1. And that, to me, it was very off. Because um, I'm a huge Devon fan. Devon was there for me through a time that nobody really, like, understood. And she would message me, checking in on me and all that kind of stuff. And then to see the way she treated Shailene and Devon, how she, like, kind of viewed them as different than her, like, it was just weird to me. And the fact that she would, like, call Devon the weakest girl when Devon clearly was not the weakest girl, that, to me, was just on some clown shit. And then fast forward to this season when other cast members have come out and stating, oh, well, she said that I wasn't as black as her because I didn't know who this artist was. Mm-hmm. That to me, like, as somebody who was an ally, that to me made me cringe. And like her behavior was making me cringe as well. I think that it's awesome that she was the first female winner all year. However, like her tweets were very insensitive. I obviously got banned from Twitter because I may or may not have dragged R. Kelly a little too hard. And apparently... <laughs> Wait, you got banned from Twitter for dragging R. Kelly? Yes. That is wild. Wow. I got banned because it was ridiculous. Like I like went on a rampage. I was so... <laughs> Some shit happened. But no, so... Wait, after like after the, the documentary dropped? Yeah. Like, well, I got weird. banned from Twitter, like, way after that. I think Twitter went through. So I got reported a few times for, like, yelling mm-hmm. at people on Twitter and being disrespectful because one of my best friends was actually on Are You The One? And, like, his ex-girlfriend and I kept getting into it. And I was really good friends with Alexis Eddie before she died. And some comments were made. So, obviously, like, I stepped in with my friend Alex, who was her best friend. All that drama. So I got reported a few times. And then apparently somebody reported me for a tweet that I wrote about R. Kelly. And then that's when I got banned. Wow. Wow. That's actually shame on Twitter for doing that. I mean, that's is R. Kelly banned from Twitter, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that, fucked that, up. That's insane. Uh, who, uh, who from Are You The One? You, you said your friend's from Are You The One? Yes. What, uh, who, who, Ryan. What season was that? Season five. Okay, yeah. Yeah, five, five's in my wheelhouse. His ex, and I do that in quotes because he's told me <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. Him and I have a conversation. <laughs> and... He's like, yeah, she's not really my ex. We really didn't even date. I was like, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, 
there's those comments. And like, I think what my biggest issue with Dee's firing was is that they didn't fire other male cast members for making racist comments and took them with Camilla, like her attacking a PA to get fired, not yeah. for calling Leroy and Nelson both the N-word, not to mention that on Cutthroat, she also threw the N-word around at Brandon a few times. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've we, heard we, about we, that we, one. Yep. And and on top of that, I mean, she won that season, which is really an atrocious uh, stamp like she, on MTV's history. I really feel like for that situation, they didn't learn from it. And the only reason I feel like Dee was actually fired was due to the fact of the climate and the situation we're in today. Mm. Because, yes, her tweets, I think her tweets were extremely insensitive. And the fact that she tweeted out, I've been down with BLM since day one. That's who I lost my virginity to. Like, yeah. Trolling, like, it's not like, it's, that's not the time and place to yeah. troll. Like, it's like there's time and place to troll people, but there's also a time and place where you are in a serious situation where it's extremely sensitive. And the way you troll, like, you have to be very careful. She lost her job because of that. And MTV is yeah. not going to bring her back. And her only saving grace is the fact that Alex from CSDQ was fired as well. But mm. that's the only reason she will not win her lawsuit is because they did fire one white male. Well, she definitely has a case for her lawsuit for sure because most of these lawsuits don't go to court anyways. So she's looking for a settlement. And so she can bring them, you know, a pretty mediocre case and they're just going to want to settle it anyways. But, well, I, you know, there's a comment here that I think really sums up a lot of what you're saying, which is just the fact that D was like a scapegoat, you know, for all of the to basically say, like, we're firing somebody and then all these other people are going to get away with it kind of a thing. And, and that's how I feel. And I also I know that obviously you're you're somebody in here's a Jordan fan. I can't. I'm bad with names. Just don't. <laughs> Somebody here at what? One of you guys are Jordan fans, right? Yeah, I we mean, like Jordan. We, I mean, we're not like yeah, crazy like, fans of his, but we like we, him. We don't we don't do like really like Stan. I just stuff, stand like Casey, yeah. if you will. Oh, <laughs> Casey yeah, Cooper. Yeah. Stands, yeah. Um, and and yeah, Zach we, is like we, a thing for Shane, but that's about yeah, it. We, we've always <laughs> spoke um we've always spoke positively on on Jordan in terms of of you know the the competition wise and stuff yeah the, the competition I, on the I show will, and be, real quick before we get into that the one thing i do want to say when it when it um about camilla i i know i'm sure we, we all agree and the thing that shani and i talked about the the biggest problem i have with what happened with camilla on 30 30 is that they almost you know they did her a favor they they sent they censored so much of what she actually said and and mm. it's that's one of our biggest issues with production is that they they pick and choose who they're going to make look bad on their show. They, oh, they protect they, certain people. Oh, my God. They definitely do. It, yeah. It's a case where, like, Johnny has been on Hannah Teeter for years. Oh, my God. Yes. all Every single for fucking season he was on. Yeah. Every single and season. they edited that shit out so fucking well. And, yeah. like, I live, like, so I live right outside of Lake Tahoe. So I've, like, seen Hannah Teeter and Johnny around because Johnny and Hannah used to own a house up in Tahoe. Mm. And the shit that would go on, like my friend was one of their neighbors, and the shit that would go on there was just insane. Like Hannah would be out of town, and shit would just like hit the fan. Like parties would be thrown and that kind of shit. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> males, and I'm like Johnny, yeah. you're a weird buddy. You have a girlfriend, but I've met Johnny in person before. He threw out like a pitch at one of our little like minor league baseball things. He's the nicest guy in person, and he's really good with fans. But that's mm -hmm. like all I can say about him. Mm. I think yeah, that's I mean, been our experience too kind of like, with with like cast members that we've talked to. Like you guys mentioned how Bree, how you had spoken with D, and and we interviewed D probably a month before all this stuff went down. And yeah. when you're when we're talking to cast members, they're so cool. They're, they're so chill. Yeah, they're different. 
Yeah, I don't have any bad experiences to relay of, of anyone we've spoken to. And, and I really I do think that. Oh, you do? I have two bad experiences. So, oh, so I, I yeah. met Wes at an event years ago. <laughs> he was just a dick. That's one thing I think. Wes was like the worst person. And then I went to Challenge Media in Asheville. Mm-hmm. And I met everybody. I had a great experience with Ammo, with Kendall, with Tori, with Derek, with Maddie. Mm-hmm. Big Easy was just the biggest dick on the planet. Like he, you know what? I heard that from somebody too. Somebody else mentioned that. So basically, like I went up to Big Easy and I was just trying to have like a conversation with him because obviously I podcast. I'm like a part of a podcast. I'm trying to have a conversation with him, and I'm like, oh, so like, how was it living in a house with like all these people? Blah blah blah. blah. Just asking him questions, and he just kept getting annoyed. And then like Mm -hmm. these pretty, like super pretty blonde girls came over, and he kind of just like pushed me to the side and wouldn't even have a conversation with me. And I'm like, but. You I may th- have lost weight, but you are ugly on the inside. <laughs> I, um, I, th- I, you know, I think that there's a difference between cast members, obviously, on the show and cast members in person. I mean, you are not the person that they represent you to be on TV, whether it's, you know, I mean, anyone. It, literally anybody is misrepresented on a TV show because the, the whole idea of, like, I'm a video editor. So a lot of what I do or what I've done in my past, like, I, I understand how you can manipulate somebody's words also with audio. It's so yeah. easy to do and to, to just have clips of somebody you know a couple seconds here and there it's obviously not going to be an accurate portrayal of who they are as a character and I I want to segue this into another point that you know I'd like to ask you guys about which is the editing of POC on the TV shows because to me that's one of the biggest issues um, with MTV and it's it's why I kind of had a problem with their statement towards D because it only addressed this firing of one cast member and did not address a lot of the internal issues that need to go down within the network and production so Brie why don't you why don't you talk a bit about that and um and what you think on on that um so i'm gonna bring up janelle from x on the beach season two mm-hmm. and and i will say a lot of reality tv shows not just mtv ones but like bad girls club or any vh1 show like they always portray the black people to look like the bullies the evil people the mad people the ones that always are yelling the one that always have an attitude like the stereotype of an angry black woman and with Janelle, like on X on the Beach um, season two, um, she was portrayed as a mean girl, her and Maya. And it mm-hmm. was like, oh, it's popping off. They always wanted to fight, all this other stuff. And when she wrote her statement, it broke my heart because it was like, I didn't really drink. They made me wear makeup. Like if I didn't, because they didn't want me looking ghetto on camera. So they always had me wearing makeup and stuff. And they would give me alcohol and get me drunk so I can and started like start an argument and stuff with me or have someone start an argument with me just to get me angry and stuff. And I was like, that is just, that's ugly, but you see it everywhere. They always make like the black females, not really males. Like you'll see a hair and there, but it's a lot is usually like the black females mm. that they look like they are just angry and bullied and like bullies and mean and i don't like that at all one thing i've noticed that i i i hate especially on this season of the of the challenge is you can see it in the fan community especially on you know we we pay a lot of attention to to facebook the perception that people have this whole season of bailey and of nelson in particular it really bothers me um you the thing that made Nelson good TV this season is that he was genuine. You saw the ups, you saw the downs, and people reacted so badly to mm. the up, to the downs and talking about how stupid he is and how terrible of a person he is. And then Bailey, people, Bailey's personality 
you know, her being, in my opinion, a, a strong black female, it really naturally intimidated a lot of people that watched the show and, and they didn't, it just bothered them. And one thing I would consistently see that, that bothered me personally, people would talk about how much they love Maddie and they would talk about how much they dislike Bailey. And I just think if you're talking about people, if, if you want to talk about someone who has given you a reason to dislike them, you're talking about someone like Maddie who has three DUIs on her record. She has no regard for the safety of others, in my opinion, to, to continue to get DUIs. She shouldn't have been on the show, but people don't fault her for this. They love her messiness, her messy Martha personality. Bailey, as far as I know, has done nothing wrong, but people Bailey don't like is, her because she asserts herself. So I would say that Bailey is one of the nicest human beings on the planet. Swaggy is one of the nicest people on the planet. Like I, will, I can vouch for that, and I can say that it's a genuine thing with them being as nice as they are. And Bailey is one hell of a strong ass woman. There's no doubt about it. I also wanted to touch on some stuff that happened. Wait, can we? I'm sorry. Can we? Can we just go back to Bailey for a second, Bree? Because I'm wondering, did you watch? um, Did you watch Big Brother? I did. You did. So did you? Did you? Because I didn't watch the live feeds at all. But what was your perception on her portrayal on Big Brother? Because I feel like that was a huge problem for a lot of the fans coming into the challenge with these like preconceived notions. But before before I get to that, um, I was gonna touch up on what Zach said about like the whole people like not liking Bailey for certain things and stuff. Um, another example is when Melissa got into it with Josh mm-hmm. during the nations and she was screaming and standing on the um, the table and everyone loved it. I loved it too. Don't even because everyone I don't like Josh. <laughs> everyone loved it for her sticking up for herself, screaming, yelling at him. Bailey does it with Casey and she's an angry person. And oh my gosh, why is she acting like yeah. that? And oh my gosh, like, that, I'm like, exactly. last week I was just praising Melissa for doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, I wanted to also touch on something with the whole situation with Bailey. I feel like they edited Casey so well. Like, her and Bailey, like, it was very obvious Casey liked Bailey on Big Brother. Like, if you watch yeah. the live bees, the live bees. They would lay in bed together. Uh, they were really good friends. Well, they I don't know really- if I necessarily agree with that because Big Brother, the entire idea is to play a social game. So I do see, like, I think that there was just a misunderstanding there where Bailey felt like it was more, um, it was more genuine and more yeah. close and Casey felt yeah. like it was more gameplay. Casey, on the other hand, is a flirt. And yeah. you can see it on this season of the challenge because yeah. you can see I'm falling for her. And as Casey, at the same time, not like, hey, Look, we're friends. Yes, I'm at least I yeah, yes, I'm a flirt. I'm a flirt with you a little bit, but I don't want nothing more than friends. But that's Casey doesn't say anything. She just goes with it and stuff. But on Big Brother, no, she was giving her long hugs and like twirling in her hair and they were cuddling and laying in bed and like the same conversation she was having with Nani was the same conversation she was having with Bailey. And if someone's like showing me attention and if someone's entertaining me. Like, I'm assume I'm going to assume. I could see that. I just I don't think I would assume anything was genuine in Big Brother. Like we've seen genuine showmances like on All Star season with Mike and and what's her face. I mean that was literally so fake, and they made it all the way to the end, and he literally played her throughout the entire thing, and they were genuine. You know they were hooking up. That's, so and I, that's yeah, definitely understandable. And I do want to touch on the fact with Bailey and Casey, like with that situation, Casey completely fucked Bailey over. And like they had gone in prior with an agreement that all they agreed to it. 
And then basically like editing Bailey to be the crazy black person pissed me off like no belief because MTV, it's very apparent. They don't give a fuck about their black cast members or their black workers. Because if we want to really get into it, go back to X on the Beach 1 where you had Alicia get spit on by Taylor and then get ostracized. Get on national national television. And Taylor also called her the N-word after shitting on all of her clothes and peeing on them. So let's not go there. She peed on her clothes? And I have yeah. good authority. Yeah. Because yes. I know somebody who's in that house. Joe, Ew. She peed Joe, on her clothes. On that That's season, so gross. All about it. We asked Oh, Joe? Joe? That, that was yeah. my guy. So I God. Love Joe. Joe is my favorite person. So Joe and I, we used to have a group chat where like Joe and Tyler were all in it in our group chat on Twitter. And we were talking about it. And I asked Joe, I was like, hey, did this actually happen? He's like, yeah, it did. And Tyler's like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me because of the comments she's made toward her black roommates. Mm, mm. No, I completely agree with what you're saying about how what when the episode happened with the um, with Bay's panic attack and and the boiler room scene and that that whole uh, moment on our podcast, we specifically said that it was just crazy how for someone like let's say Ashley, they would focus on the panic attack as opposed to um, the the cry out after, you know, or, or her getting angry after. But for Bay, they showed two seconds of the panic attack and then go straight into her yelling, you know. And they don't they don't really take the same sort of care. And I mean, it's so apparent, you know, and, and especially for Black females, it's the most apparent thing ever. They they put them into a stereotype. They edit them however they want to edit them. I think Kemi on Big Brother this season, they sort of tried doing that, but she was just so not having it. You could just see. Yeah. And and. It just they weren't able to get that you know they tried to put as much moodiness of her out there as possible but it was like she was so calm cool and collected that it was it just wasn't going to happen but they tried you know and it was it was it's, visible that they tried it's definitely one of those things where with editing it's very apparent that they edit it for certain people to look great like zach yeah. is the, not, not you but like you know who i'm talking about yeah <laughs> <Mr>. nichols <laughs> mr N- yeah mr. they Popular. edited him so well <laughs> on War of the Worlds 1 and War of the Worlds 2. And I was like, damn, why is Zach my favorite person this season? <laughs> and then, like, I rewatched seasons. And I'm like, god damn it, bro. Like, I remember being a dick, but I didn't realize it was this bad. Like, they edited him so fucking well because I hated him for mm. the longest time. And it spoke volumes that he was, like, the only person I kind of liked on War of the Worlds 2. Yeah, we we really liked Zach on World of the Worlds one and World of the Worlds two, just strictly from, from a show perspective. When he, was he, he paired yeah. up with Zahida? I loved him. That on was that World of the Worlds one. Yeah, that's, that's because yeah. I, I mean I love Zahida. I love their relationship. I thought it was awesome. Like there was will, she made him better. If you like yeah. go back and it's like you've noticed like there's certain things like I feel like the women cast members, no matter the color, no matter what, they all get the shit into the stick when it comes to editing. Mm-hmm. There are times where like on Rivals two. They had picked at Camilla for hours. Mm. You know how Johnny then would pick at her to get her to Camillanator mode? Yeah. yeah. To antagonize her, yeah. To antagonize her. The men antagonize all the women, and then they get edited to look crazy while the men just sit there and look innocent in it. And I don't think that's appropriate. And I yeah, think- I, I agree. Uh, the Camilla-Leroy fight on Dirty 30, there's a moment in that fight where when Camilla just, when she first starts, when she when when she first starts talking some, some crazy shit to Leroy, she's about to leave. And there's a very notable scene there where Johnny throws a, a pillow. pillow at her. And that's, and I mean, that's like. And she blames Leroy for doing it. And Johnny, exactly. like, and Johnny could have been like, no, that's me. That was me. Like, some Johnny didn't even stick up for his friend at that point. 
because yeah. he was like, I'm not dealing with Camilla. Like, I'm just going to fuck with her and then let her go crazy on whoever she goes crazy on. And then to sit there and say, I feel really bad about what happened. No, Johnny, you didn't feel bad. Because okay. if you did, you would have fucking stopped that shit and been like, Camilla, whoa, that was me. And another thing I want to address too is that MTV doesn't cast very diversely. And I'm really, really sick of it because you have so many talented people that they could have casted from multiple seasons of Are You The One, multiple seasons of The Real World, multiple seasons of Big Brother, yet you pick the people like, listen, Devon is my favorite human being on this planet. Great (laughs) television, great everything. Like, women cannot do any wrong in my book. But you pick certain people, but yet there's other people from Big Brother that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That are, that, you know what I mean? There's certain people... Like, like, like really, th- like, threats to win. Like, threats to win. I, I got you. And I, I feel like another thing that, like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just say it about Jordan. I feel like Jordan should have never been casted on the challenge due to what he did on his real world season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let's I, get let's get into this. This is this is obviously the, the big topic, and it's it's where we first came into contact with each other, is is talking about Jordan. So, Brie, let's... I mean, let's start with you. Just talk about your feelings on Jordan. I don't know if you watched his real world season, like wh- where, you know, those just clips, everything. It, yeah. I would say I, I don't care if it was ER, if it was a, no white person should be saying the N word. And you were mm-hmm. saying it to make her mad. I don't care what you say. You were saying it to make her mad. And I'm sorry. I'm going to call Naya a coon because of that live that she did with Jordan. I don't care. I'm calling Thank her coon. You. We 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 can't we we can't endorse that. We won't endorse yeah, that. That's, that's we you. won't Bree, endorse can, that. Yeah, that, that's that's just you can say what you want. Sorry, we're we're, I, we're not gonna endorse that. But that's I, look. You say you just say what you want to say. I apologize. Okay, I will say that she made me mad. I don't care. She made me mad on that live. She did all the talking. I watched the live and I was just in awe. Like I was in awe mm. because one, not once that Jordan ever apologize it's not even to her i don't care if they're friends they talked about it any of that but all those all the black people who were watching all the black people who watched it happen like are you serious like you owe the black people an apology too because we felt offended as well like i was offended like did Mm -hmm. did he really just say that like did he say that stuff yeah so what what did you think about um um the after buzz episode did you watch that at all this, I watched this, it. This one, I didn't watch the previous one. You didn't wa- Okay, but did you watch the one that they just did now? No, 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 no. That, okay. that one. Because I-, I feel like that, because I completely understand where you're coming from, that uh, Naya was doing more of the talking. We said that also on our live, you know, it was really understandable that people wouldn't like it because really, I mean, it was like 90% her. So I felt like on After Buzz, it kind of gave more of a, a chance for the moderator to split the time and, and ask the questions and get Jordan talking more. But I definitely see where you're coming from the fact that there was not a direct apology. I feel like a lot of times these like people in the media and stuff, you know, they just, they just feel like because they're apologizing in person to people, they're not apologizing as well in public. And that's an issue, you know, um, it's definitely a problem. So what did I want to know? Because when me and Zach, so the heat that we got into on Twitter was because we posted about our live that we were doing when we were discussing their, li- they're discussing their live. So our podcast, we wrote something like, um, join us. We're live now discussing some of the positive takeaways we had from Jordan and I's live. And that sort of spiraled into like this crazy ass thing of a bunch of threads yeah. and just all of these replies. And, and I just want to know 
from your perspective, what we could have worded better or what what triggered the sort of responses that we had? Because we definitely didn't want to tell anyone not to be offended or to forgive him. No, you're fine. You're 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 perfectly fine. I I did not find anything positive out of that, ex- like especially of the simple fact that he never apologized and she did all the talking. And I will always say, like, you cannot tell a black person how to feel about someone using racist remarks whatsoever. Mm. And then that's how I like that if I like a lot of people in the comments of the live and stuff were still mad and stuff. And then you have Tori like trolling hearts. Yeah, the hearts and stuff. And what makes me mad about her is she posted on her Instagram story like a like. Uh, like three paragraphs and in one of the paragraphs she says that she doesn't believe in racism whatsoever and I'm just like looking like no 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 it's because you've never experienced racism that's why you don't believe in it so when you're on that live talking about let's not spread hate spread love and all this other stuff but it's just like you've never experienced racism nor do you believe in racism so you cannot tell people who have experienced racism how to feel about something that was Mm. racist whatsoever i I don't know if she meant that she doesn't believe that it exists more that she just doesn't believe in in like people shouldn't be racist is what she said and i highlighted that sentence her words exactly i do not believe in racism whatsoever that's exactly i can go ahead and vouch for that because she said it no i I understand that that's her words i just think it's interpreted differently like i don't think that she meant i don't believe racism exists because that's not to me that's not how i would interpret that at all you know exactly how i interpreted it I can definitely go ahead and say that. And I'll go ahead and speak my piece on this. I feel like Jordan should have never been casted due to his remarks, calling Naya the N-word, calling Marlon the N-word, making monkey noises, saying things that are very, like, completely inappropriate and completely racist, being on the phone with his dad and making remarks like that. That kind of stuff is just not appropriate. And I also want to go ahead and bring up the fact that on Rivals 2, he basically outed Marlon to an entire house of people when... Marlon hadn't even talked about his sexuality with anybody and basically you just outed him and then we're gonna go ahead and touch on world of worlds too where he was microaggressive towards turbo and that's something that needs to be addressed he was making fun of the way he talked making fun of the way he walked making fun of his mannerisms and that's that wasn't him that wasn't him that wasn't him making fun of his walk that was him uh impersonating conor mcgregor's walk that's that's the mcgregor walk Turbo yeah, but that's is, not that wasn't what it was. That's the McGregor but, walk. I watch UFC. You so here's the thing. But, Jordan was impersonating Turbo, trying to like rile him up. But that's not a that's not a race-based thing. It's you a can't microaggression. We can go we can argue it all day, but that is a microaggression towards somebody's culture, and that's not okay. I will say this. I think that live was a disgrace. I, as somebody who was an ally, I can't tell people what they view as racist and what isn't, especially as somebody who's a white person. I have seen it firsthand where I've been in stores being followed because my friend is black. I've had my aunt get pulled over in the car and asked if I was kidnapped. Mm. So no, it's something where I feel no, I, like- I understand. I completely understand that. I just think that a lot of times, like there's multiple ways to interpret things. You have to be able to understand that, you know? And I feel like, um, just I mean like the walk thing is really an issue because that really 100% was a McGregor walk and you have to understand that that is not coming as a place maybe him impersonating his speech was something that's a microaggression I'll definitely agree that that's definitely plausible but a Conor McGregor walk I mean that is just like a stunt that so many people do especially a lot of UFC fans like Jordan I mean I do that I do that to stretch 
you know, in the morning. So that's just, I think that Turbo really misunderstood that moment. And perhaps the impersonating the speaking is, but we have to be able to have some sort of understanding that maybe things aren't exactly as we view them. And I will go ahead and say this, Tori definitely meant that she doesn't believe in racism. That like, because why would you post that? Like, why would you type out because I don't believe be- that racism exists at no, all. No, but she didn't say, she didn't say, I don't believe it exists at all. She said, I don't believe in racism. As in, I don't believe, like, I don't believe in hate, right? What does that mean? I don't believe in hating anybody, right? So I don't believe in racism could mean I don't believe in being racist, right? And I feel like Tori clearly understands that racism exists in this world. She's very aware that it, it is prevalent and that it happens. And so I do think that maybe she worded it wrong and that's totally fine to say, but to say that she is saying, I don't believe in ra- that racism exists based on her words isn't necessarily accurate. And I feel like that's something that will lead to more misunderstandings. If you want to point it out to her that it was worded horribly, then you absolutely can do that, you know? And I, I think that's the way to bridge the gap. I messaged her and at like, well, of course I didn't get a DM back because I'm a nobody. But I was like, I hope this is not what you mean because if it's not, this was worded the worst way possible. Yeah. And I feel like also I think I'll send her a message about it. Actually- I'll let her know. She'll she'll respond to that for sure. I'll tell I her can to certainly you. see of of course like why people would take uh, offense. Yeah, from, no, no, from I can statement. get it. Yeah, yeah. De- definitely. And it's definitely it's one of those things where it was completely worded the wrong way. Mm. If that's not what she meant, and I do mm-hmm. remember she took it down because you had sent it to us in the group chat, and then I go on IG and it's not even there. So she definitely had taken it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe um, because other maybe because other other friends pointed out that it wasn't worded other right. Had pointed it out to her. I also just I feel like with the Jordan situation, I feel like Jordan has done things past and present that are just not appropriate and I feel like if you're going to file fire one person why make it a person of color oh yeah yeah absolutely the other white men on the show that have done far worse than what D has done D deserved to be fired I will say that she deserved to be fired however if you are going to fire her you need to fire everyone else who has done racist things Mm. and ban them as well I completely like, agree with that. And and also you have to you have to understand the point of um that Jessica made as well when she was on here. It was easy to fire D, not only because she's a female and a female of color, but because people didn't like her. It was literally the easiest decision for MTV to do because they were like, Oh, well, people hate D anyways, let's just jump on the bandwagon and fire her and then that'll be good. All our problems will be solved, you know? And the problem is though, you also have people like, Well, what if it was in her social media contract not to say those things? I'm like, No, it's not. Because their their contracts are basically hey. You can't spoil the season, yet you have multiple cast members reaching out to spoiler accounts telling them what happens. And I also want to touch on something that Zach touched on earlier about Maddie. I love Maddie as a person. However, I don't feel like she should be on the challenge anymore. You have three DUIs. You don't think about anybody else when you get behind the wheel. I had a friend of mine die in high school because of somebody drinking and driving at a party. Same, same. It's fucking hard. And that to me is something where you have to take into consideration those types of things. You also have to take into consideration that you have people doing drugs and stuff in that house. Mm-hmm. Like they found Adderall on bananas. Like, Oh, I thought you meant like legit, like, like no, they have people doing all the time. <laughs> Come on. Because like, I know uh, like, with like MTV, they don't give a fuck about the well-being of their cast members or their production or anything. Reality yeah. TV in general, I mean, reality TV and- in general, it's a huge issue in reality TV. A lot of these shows actually put them in very um, boiler type situations in order to make them do this stuff. They, they don't let them sleep, give them alcohol. It's crazy. The something I can speak on is that there was a sexual assault that happened on season five of Are You the One? Somebody in that house was on medication that they should not have been drinking with. 
they were pushing alcohol down these people all the time and this girl literally had blacked out passed out somewhere and woke that's up that's horrible yeah. yeah mtv doesn't give a fuck i knew about that sexual assault but i also knew that they had made everyone sign an nda which was just like so gross the whole thing is so gross Tyler told me all about it it's horrible i literally messaged him i was like hey i saw this on reddit did it happen he told me everything that happened and what uh, one thing um one thing I, I will say the the fight that everyone talks about uh has been talking about lately between johnny vince and uh and cheyenne that is go back and, yeah and go back and rewatch that though like Look how fucked up Johnny and Vince are. That has always stood out to me. If you want to, like, if you want to buy into claims <laughs> that that Johnny had Adderall on him during that season, look at him and Vince during that fight because those guys are fucking his lit. His jaw, on, man. His jaw. Those guys are lit. Pupils. Look thing, at their eyes. Their eyes are bugging like, out. And we can also go back and look at the fight between CT and Adam. You can tell CT was not just drunk during that fight. You can just fuck and Adam. God, I don't even know that. That was just like he must. He, if he was on anything, it'd be like meth or something fucking yeah, nuts. He was like, yeah, was he was like, he was on another planet. <laughs> <It was> okay, <laughs> yeah. here. No, but if you go back and look at that fight, CT at that point, like everybody thought it was the best fight ever. I remember watching that and like laughing, and I look scary. back now, I'm like, oh my god, shit was scary. Oh. Shit yeah, was that, no, that was scary. Look at the fight between Darrell and Brad on mm. the ruins. Yeah. Like, mm. you can tell Brad is not... He, yeah, Brad, Brad's, like, barely alive. It, it, yeah, he's, yeah. he's speaking, I, I, like, I, a I, different... Somebody like with a, golden oh. gloves. And I just sit there yeah. and I watch that back down. I'm like, Brad, no, baby, why? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard Susie, uh, Susie and Sarah talk about that night, too. And they're just like, you guys barely saw what was going on. Brad was walking around the house for hours, like, breaking bottles. He was doing all kinds of crazy shit. That is, well, you know, something else that we found out from the Camilla fight was that she was throwing kettlebells around, which I don't know, like a kettlebell. I mean, that's fucking insanely dangerous. Yeah. She was on the Dirty 30 fight. She was throwing kettlebells around and it took them, it took them, it took her having a whole other outbreak on a whole other fucking season to producers for them to finally cut the ties, which is just ludicrous to me. I just, um, I think it's because they don't give a fuck. They yeah. literally, if you make great TV, they don't care. And I think that's a, something we need to address because- like, how are you going to put people's lives in danger Yeah. with certain cast members? Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's not appropriate. Like, because somebody really seriously could have been injured during that fight with Camilla. Yet they... Kettlebells, dude. You could kill someone with a kettlebell if you're throwing yeah, it around. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Are you... Like, that's that's so dangerous. You, you throw even a 10-pound kettlebell and you could fucking kill someone. I mean, and, that is, like... Inc- that's crazy to me. There's another topic I did want to touch on is that you have... Like, edit it. It's the editing. And I feel like Camilla got the best edit on Dirty 30. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's appropriate. I feel like they should have addressed that. I well, feel do like. You, do you guys know that um, they had originally edited out a lot more? And because the cast had spoken out, they had included that? So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's they crazy. They had to because cast members spoke out. I remember when it first went down, I was like pregnant. I remember being like, so basically, I got pregnant like right as a wrapped filming of Dirty 30. And then when they sent it out, I was pregnant all the way through 30, 30. And I had my baby during the reunion. No way. Yeah. That's how long Dirty 30 was on. I was pregnant yeah. for nine months. <laughs> yeah. Dirty 30, Final Reckoning. This season, some of these se- recent yeah, seasons have just like- run on. And this season's an hour and a half. Like, yeah, we don't need 17 episodes of an hour and a half you know per episode season that's insane 
Rivals I, 1 is 10 episodes, and it's an hour long. Rivals 1 was great, too. Yeah, it's such a great season. That such it's, a good it's season. There's, yeah, there's, there's no fat on, on the bone. Um, really, to tie um, some of these, these pieces together that we're talking about, the... To put a, I, I want to put a bow on on the Jordan situation and on everyone in general. All the cast members we're talking about. I know Shawnee and I. Our stance is that we don't believe that any cast members should be publicly fired or no, anything I'll, like that. The I don't know if I necessarily with, agree with that as well, like let, wholeheartedly. Let I do the, think something. What I mean is that the problem is 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 on MTV's end. It's a it's a systemic issue, and they need to properly address it. We think that one. The, the casting just needs to be more diverse consistently. Two, they need to not protect people with the edit. The edit needs to just tell the real story. If people are on your show acting like scumbags, don't protect them. Show what? it. Show. Represent, I, I, yeah. Properly show. represent these people for what they are because this is reality television. Let us see the ups and the downs. Let us, let us get the full picture. And if people really fuck up and they, they do something that... MTV can't, you know, they feel they can't insure that person and have them on their screens. Handle it behind closed doors. Exactly. They didn't need to do that to D. They they needed to address that in a better and more fair manner. I don't actually. I've I've said before that I don't actually agree with that, Zach. I I do think that the firing was okay. I just think that there was a big double standard that needed to be caught up to. And so for me, it's Absolutely. like if they weren't if they were going to go about it the way that they did then, yeah, they shouldn't have fired D because they didn't do everybody else. And they also didn't address all of the other internal issues at MTV, which is really my big issue. Um, so I just, I want to ask you guys, though, um, uh, in regards to just reality TV in general, what would you say is, and also with the fan base as well, what do you feel like, well, actually, let's stick to the fan base. What do you feel like the fans can do as viewers when watching POC on TV? Because I think a lot of, um, the criticism now uh, that's being brought up in some of the you know challenge fans groups and challenge talk and all of that on Facebook is that so many people are quick to hate someone like Bailey and quick to love someone like Melissa, right? And so how can you um, explain to the fans, like, first of all, how that's hurtful and also what they can do to try and get rid of that unconscious bias that they clearly have? Brie, why don't you okay. answer that one? Okay, I would say, like, root for them. Like, let, like, you barely see people of color winning like the challenge and like shows like that and or reality TV shows or succeeding and stuff. And like, it's just, it's just so sick and it's just so ugly that like people hate it. Like not ever, but you know, there's certain people that just hate it and they always see the bad in someone like a person of color. And it's just like, like on, um, Final Reckoning was Davon's rookie season. And a lot of people did not like her. And I was like, for what? Like, she's there. She she has a purpose to be there. She's wanting that money for her daughter. And people still didn't like her. Or they were still throwing them in elimination to get them out of the house because they didn't want them in the house and, like, all this other stuff. And it's just like, I just say, like, root. Like, root for us, like, people of color. Like, give us a chance, like, we strive like and especially like a lot of these people don't come from nice places and stuff and they want to win the money to bring their family out of like the bad places and out of the ghetto and just have money um to like live better than what their their family lived like prior to them and like all this other stuff i say root um because our our strive is just the same as white people strive like 
Yeah, the same motivation. What do you feel like as, um, as just, what do you feel like as a viewer? Because did you watch reality TV growing up? Yes, I've I've loved reality TV ever. (laughs) So do you feel, like, did you ever feel a certain way about this kind of stuff growing up? And and did you notice it or was it more when it was pointed out? Kind of. I mean, once I started getting old, just like a little bit older. And it, for me, it first started when like, um, I was in middle school and that's when Bad Girls Club first came out and stuff. And what made me really start watching it is because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like a show that has like a lot of like black girls, like, like someone like, and then the, but the title of it, Bad Girls Club, it just shows a whole bunch of angry women of color just fighting people. Yeah, they'll have like one or two white girls on the season and stuff, but on each season, but majority of it was just black girls being angry and fighting and everything. And looking back, like, of course it was entertainment. Like once, once it came on, like, yes, bad girls club. I love this show, yada, yada, yada. But then looking back and it was like, damn, like that's how people like, Mm. or flavor of love, flavor of love. Oh my God. Flavor of love. Oh, absolutely. What up? But Sorry, no, continue. Because Rock of Love came out around the same time Flavor of Love came out. There was Flavor only one love, person of color, too. I remember Rock of Love. Do you I like Rock of Love, but it wasn't as problematic as like fav- as Flavor of Love. So, like, you could see like the difference. Two shows, two like shows with like the same concept, one with just like all black cast and one with an all white cast. The yes, like there was some arguments and stuff, but it wasn't as like rally or crazy as it was like on Flavor yeah. Love. And like, mm-hmm. you, you can really see that and like looking back now it's just like damn like reality tv's can i touch on yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. sure so the last black winner we had of the challenge was nehemiah and that was almost like what 15 years ago yep and it's crazy that is an insane stat also i wanted to go ahead and touch on something as well the last like actual season where we had a giant diversity of people was on free agents the cast was made up of majority of people of color and the majority of those people got sent home right away Mm. Mm -hmm. do you feel like so if you watch other reality tv do you think that the challenge because i know um i think malik is still in here mtv malik is still in here um and he's mentioned on his podcast um, that he feels like MTV does a better job casting diverse, or the challenge specifically casts more diverse than, let's say, like The Bachelor or something like that. No, definitely. I mean, I don't really, I don't really watch The Bachelor, but what do you guys feel about that? And um, so, watch The Bachelor either, but like my friend used to watch it, or I'll like see like some clips and stuff on it if it's like on my Instagram feed. But I totally agree with that. And then like, but I also feel like, um, I feel like Final Final Reckoning had a pretty diverse group of people, mm-hmm. not too. But I felt like it did have like a pretty diverse group of people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this I think this season was definitely lacking for sure. I a big issue for me is that there's such a um, a small representation of of the Asian community, of the Jewish community. I mean, it's just really not that prevalent. Like we had a soft, which was great, thank you very much, you know. But it's just not as um, common. And you know, there's like thirty plus people on the cast when they start off and and how you know what percentage is just white yeah you know that's definitely an issue i wanted to touch on something because i remember being little and i should not have been watching reality tv like my first season of same battle of the exes too like no but battle of the sexes too a classic 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 i was like maybe like eight or nine 
had no business. Okay. But I would watch VH1 all the time. And I noticed that their casting was mostly people of color, mostly like all of that. But then you go over to MTV and it's mostly just white people. And that to me was very odd. And then watching Flavor of Love growing up, it very was apparent to me that they were stereotypically, like they were stereotyping women, like black women. And that to me, even as a child, I was like, this isn't okay. Like, and you also have their read, like their version of the challenge of I love money. Oh yeah, and- I love money. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> I forgot that. about that. That, was, that show was a hot mess, but that was my oh. I love. Yeah. And a lot of the women from like, they would bring people from Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, Real Chance of Love, all of the of love shows, like the surreal life, all of that kind of stuff together. And you would notice, like I noticed things when I was younger where like the white people would really only target the black people, then they would target each other. And to me, that was just unfair and not okay. And another thing I wanted to bring up is that VH1 out of everybody does the best with casting people of color. Like all of their shows, majority is people of color, which is amazing. And I feel like but do you feel like that's because it's a network like specifically targeting that demographic as opposed to, let's say, on a more mainstream network that's I casting more diverse, you know? That. No, it's definitely one of those things. And then you look at like The Bachelor and you look at Big Brother, you look at Survivor and you look at those types of shows, The Amazing Race. You never really see black contestants. You never see people of color contestants either. And to me, that it's really Ray- weird. It's really What'd weird. What did you say, Brie? I said it's rare when you do. Yeah. Very comes to like like these shows like like she was talking about like they'll they'll target all the black people first and then they'll like start like targeting like the white people and everything also y'all also have to like put in like perspective that producers tell these people what to do and like especially like on bad girls club like if you watch like a lot of them they have youtube videos of their experience on bad girls clubs and a lot of it is producers saying if you do this to this, we'll award you an extra thousand dollars. If you don't do this, we're going to take your money away, like all this other stuff. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things. Producers play a big part of what we see or how, like like Janelle said, producers made her look like the angry black person when she's probably only been in the only two altercations was with the whole Darian situation and Angela situation. But everything else, like her yelling and stuff, and those were stuff where it wasn't just her but she was like I was chill most of the time and I was breaking up a lot of fights most of the time but they only where I was bad or I was angry no definitely I can definitely I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I don't blame the cast members but I would say like I blame a lot more producers too at the same because they tell people how to act and what they need to do and what they what they think will make good like TV and everything. Oh, and on- you can definitely tell, like on Are You the One, they sit one person down and say, Oh, you're gonna be the whore of the house. They sit one person down and say, Oh, you're gonna be the player of the house. They told Tyler that he was too Jersey Jersey Shore. And that he needed to tone yeah, it down. Yeah, I mean, a production bit. is a really ugly reality TV production is a very ugly industry. Do you guys watch Unreal by any chance? Or have you seen a few episodes? I haven't. Oh, you need to watch Unreal. (laughs) Wow. It is. I mean, it's a fictional show, um, but it's just so 
accurate. It is such a good representation of how reality TV production happens behind the scenes. And it's basically about, um, they call it everlasting, I think, on the show, but it's pretty much The Bachelor. Like, they're they're producing The Bachelor. Yeah. And you see so much of the things that go on behind the scenes. And I have, I have a lot of friends in reality TV production. That's kind of where, where the sphere is for a lot of my friends in the UK. And in the UK, it's actually somewhat worse than in a lot of American shows, especially on things like Love Island and those kind of shows. Um, And so my friends, you know, they've told me some crazy ass stories of things that go on over there. And I mean, it's completely because the thing is, you have to remember for a producer, their job is to create a story that is literally their entire job. So they have to make people do certain things in order to create the storyline that they're trying to get out of it. And, um, you know, something we always preach is just looking past that and looking past production. That's definitely something I can speak on to with the UK because my whole family, they live in the they live in UK. My stepdad's wife does. And I obviously like talked to certain people that have done reality TV in UK. I talked to a cast member that was on Jordy Shore. If you guys know who it is, but they portray them a certain way. They give them booze. They purposely let them fight. Like I've, if you, you can Yeah, watch- we had Zahida on here and she actually gave us like a whole inside scoop on yeah, how horrible production was. They yeah. are very, they treat them like shit. And if you go back and watch seasons, like Jordy Shore, it's all white people. The only person of color they have is Nathan G. Shore. Nathan. Um, yeah, yeah, she, I know Nathan. I love Nathan. I'm obsessed with Nathan. Um, he's the only black person on that show. Mm. And he's gay. And like, they basically made him go in saying that he was bisexual because they didn't know how the male cast would react. Mm. Yeah, I mean, listen, Jordy Shore is, has one of the worst production staffs ever. I mean, they're they're horrible to their um to their cast it's really bad um all right so before we wrap this up i do just want to ask brie one last question because i think you know speaking from a first-hand perspective i just want to know what you feel like is important for you to get across to the fans to production what are your like your final words on this whole topic if you could sum it all up uh my final words is just basically like one um i feel like production also needs to be a little diverse when it comes to like people of color Cause like the only people that we really see like behind like the cameras or that are not the cast when it comes to people of color are like the security guards or the bodyguards breaking up the fights and stuff. But like producers or production, you really don't see a lot of people of color, like being pro- like being part of production. I feel like that would be like a, like a change kind of when it comes to like how black people are being portrayed or anybody of color is being portrayed. I would like to see that, but I will all like also say to the fans really is just, I'm not saying like your favorite person has to be a person of color and stuff. If you don't like someone like a, like I would say one person, I can't stand the person of color is Jose. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, I'm not saying root for every person of color, but I'm saying like, don't, don't automatically like just don't like them off the rip because they're a person of color without seeing them or like seeing how they are like throughout the show maybe like two or three seasons or episodes and you could be like yeah that's not that i don't really like him yada 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 but just give us a chance give us a chance don't judge us off the rip don't judge a person of color off the rip like the first five seconds of them being on tv (laughs) yeah absolutely i think the um Something that that we can all agree with, because it sounds like that's what we're all saying, is that the challenge just needs to get to a place where they're not trying to fill out quotas. It's not, okay, we have to have two black women and two black men on this season. Just cast everyone on merit. We have to have the 10 most entertaining and athletic men and 10 most entertaining and athletic 
women and we have to portray everyone exactly as they are on this show and it'll be a great season. I also wanted to like touch on something too. I feel like if you look back at older seasons, it seemed to be a little bit better with certain things, but there was still a lot of the biases as you could see. Mm. I feel like the best new age season we had was free agents because I feel like they didn't edit very much in that season. Oh, they definitely did. There's, it's, it's too, it's too current or modern of a season for that. Editing started because you have to understand, like within the second or the first or second episode of the Real World, um, they had like planted something to start a conversation. I did a whole research paper on this in okay. in university, and so they had figured out that by manipulating the cast, they could get better storylines. I might have been on the second season, um, and from that point on production with reality tv had sort of just spiraled into what it is now and so it's definitely oh, it's I, definitely gone it, yeah it's definitely it was definitely better i think in the past because there wasn't as many tips and tricks kind of thing and and, and then it had a peak and now it's sort of starting to change because the conversation's happening but it's been it's been around forever like this and the crazy thing for me though is i feel like out of all the new age seasons free agents was really the one mm. that like it was a great it, season it was a great season and people weren't edited a certain way and you had people like Jasmine. Jasmine herself, like Jasmine I is love one of my Jasmine. Fuck, I love Jasmine. I fucking my, love that girl. That oh is my god. My okay, that I is my girl. Lo- her and John A as a team oh were my, my favorite <laughs> duo ever. When they beat Sarah and oh my god, when they beat Sarah, tears to my so, eyes, man. You see how like Jasmine was just herself, so they didn't have to edit. Like a lot of these people were just themselves on free agents, so they didn't have to edit anything at all well they still they still edit the edit to me is something where if it's good editing it's it's something that you don't notice it's you're able to suspend your disbelief uh this season and we're going to talk about it later on our episode i i did have a couple issues with the way that like the elimination was edited because it's just so it's so noticeable it's so upfront you're just like god they're they're doing way too much and here's the thing though i feel like for the integrity of the season they shouldn't have edited d out because we are missing so much i was so confused a few episodes ago about what was going on and i feel like you like like, we already know she's fired like just keep keep this like keep the season running like we already know she's she's we know she's gone so what is the point in like doing this and confusing everybody yeah absolutely that seems to be the sentiment amongst most of the fans and and it's also just goes hand in hand with like the pr statement that they put out and the fact that they didn't follow through on airing the season as you know scheduled or as planned and it also shows though i feel like to a lot of the fans it's a unique experience though for the fans because we finally get an opportunity for everybody to be able to see the power of editing and the fact that you can literally wipe someone completely off of the show even when they are likely causing a shit ton of trouble having a lot of drama and being loud and being in the camera's face i mean it doesn't matter you know so a lot of times when we criticize someone for being boring or being this or being wallpaper it's like we have no fucking idea if they're wallpaper or not doing or not it's just how producers want them to be portrayed exactly exactly and I definitely i feel as if we're missing some things during this season and that's something i think we're going to touch on on our next episode as well because of how things were edited and i don't know if anybody saw melissa and kyle like full-on like kiss after his elimination last week no i didn't Did y'all miss i saw that i was like I missed it Shit, yeah. I'm gonna have to rewind that. Yeah. <laughs> they should That's have the kind of tea <laughs> that the tea time brings. And ladies, we are very appreciative that you came on and joined us tonight. Yeah, thank you so uh, much. We definitely fuck with you. Like we fuck with you 
all out. Everybody, all the Saniacs, everybody watching on Facebook, check out Tea Time Pod. Their episodes are, you guys are, di you're very digestible. What I like is that you guys come in between like 30, 45 minutes and it's yeah, something that Yeah, we go like five like, hours. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I, we, we talk way too much. Like I can just run through your shit and, and I really appreciate that. You guys have tea. You heard Kat. She's got connections to some Are You The One peeps. Yeah. Three. We, we are very appreciative. Like, this is what we're talking about, is people being able to have disagreements and then come together and talk about it. You know, we we have our issues with, with Twitter and the way that works. And, class yeah. and adults. Yes, yes, That's class and adults, problem, absolutely. I think that I have with a lot of the fans is that they can't seem to understand that, like, just because I don't like a certain player or, like, somebody doesn't like somebody, that it has to do with something, like, with them and then they just attack and I think that's the biggest mm -hmm. problem with this fan base is that we can't be adults and have actual conversations Absolutely. and I think yeah. what I really loved about this is that we were able to have an actual adult conversation and just talk this out yeah that's Absolutely. I mean that's Absolutely. the whole premise of our podcast yeah. and so I'm happy we were able to do this and you know everything that happened on Twitter just I'm glad we were able to put it behind us and to be able to come together and and bridge the misunderstandings because really there were there were few we, we agree on so many areas and I think that's what's beautiful and and it also just shows to everybody out there like communicating over social media you're gonna have some misunderstandings and you might actually agree with the person you're arguing with so uh so you know just try and do your best to have that discourse and thank you so much we will uh, we'll check you guys out and best of luck, ladies. You, you two, yeah. like, Brie, you're serving the country. Kat, you're going to be serving the country. That Hell is yeah. so fucking awesome. Like, what a story. Seriously, thank thanks you for your all. service. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thanks. guys. Bye. Peace Bye. out. Bye. All right. So that, that was, was tea time. Tea time. Uh, let's get, should we go into the episode, Zach? Do you have anything else to say on that topic? Let's talk about Nelly T. Yeah, let's Nelson, talk about him. The star of the season. Yo, the I ups, cried. The downs. <laughs> well, I know you did. That, that's <laughs> your brand. That's on brand for Shawnee. You guys, I legit, I was like so, but the thing is I posted on the Instagram story uh, when the voting happened for Purgatory and then the elimination went down and the loss happened and I was like full on bawling. I was just like, oh my God, no, Nelson. But I also really love Rogan. So I was happy he won. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Shawnee, I, uh, since last night's episode happened, my DMs have been on fire. Everybody has hit me up nonstop. Of course from they Twitter, have. From Instagram to Facebook. And everybody's been saying, Zach, they, what, do they, you, what do you have to say about Nelly? What well, do they want to they be led onto your bandwagon. They're all trying exactly. to get on. And this is the official stance. I have consulted with my fellow Nelly T fans and stands, uh, Robert and Zach Cooper, and we're not letting anybody else on the bandwagon. And Jessica has chimed in as well. Jessica has held up this ruling. You guys aren't allowed to come on the Nelson bandwagon. And let me tell you what, all the people on Facebook that, face, Facebook Facebook. that are loving Nelson right now that are trying to compliment him, I'm going to go back. I'm going to look at old threads because those old threads don't go away. Oh, but that's and bullshit. You change, your, on you, you change your opinion on people, though, from t season to season. If, if I do it, you're, you're damn well going to know it. All right. <laughs> it's going to be well documented. This is this just <gasps> this is my piece de resistance. I have <laughs> held this guy up to the highest standards. I have said this Nelson guy. This is what the challenge is all about. He gives Shut you everything. Up. You and only started liking Nelson. Like you've only started loving him this season. Like people you, you are... wanted to tear him down. <laughs> you're, you're... Mm -mm. Oh, and Jack, my boy Jackson here, noted Hunter Stan. Uh... Obviously, he he rides with Nelson too, being that he loves Hunter. Um, oh, Jessica wants a front seat on the bandwagon. Jessica wants a front Look, seat. 
She's Look, she's talking courtside bandwagon. Yeah, okay. Je- Jessica ha- Jessica has like the whole <laughs> VIP package in on the Nelson bandwagon. Look, we're in COVID times. There's a I, I have a strict count of people that are allowed on board, and then I'm closing the doors. And let me tell you what the Nelly <laughs> T bandwagon. bandwagon. Yep, the Nelly T bandwagon doors are closed, and nobody's leaving, so nobody else can get on, and we are out of here. That is fucking hilarious. Social distance bandwagon, you guys. You, that, heard, it, you heard it here first. We got to put, put that one up. <laughs> you heard it, heard it here first. All right, so let's go into the episode. Right before the episode starts in, though, from the previously scene, there was a line that uh, Bananas says. He goes, no one is going to want to go into elimination now. Let the games begin. And this is like an episode before the fucking final. And now the games are beginning. I mean, mm. like, let's just process that for a second. That's ridiculous. What is st- I mean, just the fact that that statement was allowed to be in the edit shows that this format was not conducive to a fiery fucking season. All right. So <laughs> we straight- are 14 episodes, 15 episodes in. <laughs> Let's Let the go. games begin. <laughs> a half, like, an hour and a half each. 90 minute episodes. Where you been? Let's go. <laughs> uh, where the fuck have you been? Oh my God. Yeah. Right. This, it feels like this season hasn't been lit in like two months. Like the season hasn't been lit since Nelson was yelling at Anissa and Kayla in back to back weeks. And then it's like, we, we hibernated I didn't mind or it, you know. I didn't, I didn't really mind it. I like the emphasis on, on competition, but now it's just gotten to the point where there was so much obnoxious repetition of a lot of the like the things that were going down, whether it be, you know, oh, we need a red skull. Oh, I got to get in the tribunal. Oh, I got to do this. It was just like so repetitive that after, I don't know, five, ten episodes, you get a bit bored. You know, you, you can't yeah. keep hearing the same crap. Yep. Like, stop saying the same shit. <gasps> I'm over We have it. a question in the comments from Michael, the bad Michael. Oh God, um, bad Michael. He, he's he's been in he's been in. Uh, oh my God, he's bad Santa. Yeah, he's bad, bad Santa. <laughs> he's bad Santa. Shut up, that movie. Bad no way. Santa. Oh my wow. God, how have we never connected that dot before? I, it it just clicks right now, and it's brilliant. That's perfect. Uh, bad Santa wants to know: Has Nelson replaced Shane as Zach's number one? And guys, the answer to that is a resounding no. I'm That's sorry. such a ridiculous Nelson, question. Nelson, I love you to the moon and back, but I'm still a Shaniac till the day I die, okay? Shane was on the Inferno, the greatest season of all time. You can't beat that OG cred, Nelson, but you can keep going. You can keep going. <laughs> Wait, so this is so funny. People just people haven't been watching the season anymore, but they watch for us. Like, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple people like that. I, fi- I don't think Omira has seen, like, any of the season since, no, like, episode five <laughs> or some shit. I don't think she has. <laughs> um, all right, so we go into post-elimination. Obviously, same shit. Although, this time, for the first time ever this whole season, we did not have a bunch of people saying, oh, I really need to go get my red skull. Like, now is my turn to get my red skull. Now is my shot. I'm going to go get my red skull. Thank the fucking Lord. Honestly, I would have... I don't know what I would have done. It's just so fucking annoying to keep hearing that. I was so happy Everybody's to Everybody's got them. Yeah, we're uh, good now. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, finally, the narrative has changed. So then we've got um, <laughs> Kyle and Bananas. They're solidifying their alliance, that they're going to call each other tribunal if they win then we have nelson to Corey talking about how you know he's really training extra hard he was on the treadmill and he was gonna stop at 30 minutes but then he's like no i gotta go longer i fucking love i love that (laughs) that moment of nelson's and then Corey obviously talking about his kids that's his big arc this entire season and then the siren goes off but it's nighttime technically because this is after the elimination the siren goes off and then they cut to daytime challenge so it's like 
where's the continuity there? That's yeah. such bullshit. There's something that just happened. I don't know. Continuity error massively on production's end. Anyways, we head straight into this daily challenge. It's a double elimination. One man and one woman are going home. TJ announces to everybody, everyone already qualifies to run the final. So now it's who do you want to run the final with? Ooh, TJ, really introducing lots of strategy. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Another <laughs> layer of duplicity. <laughs> to quote my Literally. Man, like, he needs to hold up that little pinky, you know, when he says this kind of shit. It's like, enough, enough. It's just a skit at this point. So it's called Crash Course. They're playing as individuals. Ten of them are standing on these barrels, like stacks of barrels. One of them is in a stunt car. When teacher says go, they have to go as fast as they can, pull the emergency brake, and crash into the barrels, creating as much devastation as they can. In the event of a tie, mm. whoever sends the barrels out the furthest wins. So distance counts in this. And whoever tears down the most barrel wins and becomes the first two members of the tribunal, female and male, and then they call somebody else in to join. Now, this remind I mean, this is like obviously Tokyo Drift, you know, vibes. They're they're doing a, a little car stunt. Yeah, they're stunt. definitely drifting straight yeah. up. I mean, that was, you know, that was pretty cool. Kyle is, uh, Kyle is talking about how, you know, what's the point of him already getting his red skull? And I'm just like, yeah. Did you see the uh, tweet? I can't remember if it was from Irving or from Alex on Twitter uh, that talked about uh, uh, possible changes in the red skull formula i mean it was it was pretty yeah. it was a pretty good idea because there's so many co there's so many concepts actually some really good concepts from the fans coming out as to how they could have improved the red skull format my idea personally was that they should have waited until about halfway through the season or maybe even longer and then announced that they had to get a red skull to do the final I think that, that would have been great. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Don't they could, give it to them right away. Yeah. And they, they would have announced the Red Skull thing at the beginning. Oh, if you win an elimination, you get a cool Red Skull on your helmet. But they didn't, they didn't have to tell them what it was for, right? Yeah. That's, I feel like that could have been such a great twist to this really I feel boring like, edition. I feel like this daily in particular was... There was a bit of a debate on this. And I want to shout out our boy Corey in the comments. Corey, always with us every week. Um... He says, driving a car for the last daily to essentially get into the final, lame. He didn't like it. Shani, what did you think of this daily? The thing is, this really has very little skill that you can practice for, per se. It's not something yeah. that you can really train for. I... Uh, I don't know because one of my favorite challenges ever was the one, the car challenge where they have to drive up to the glasses. The uh, Sorry, not the glasses, the like champagne glasses. Oh, fantastic. You know that one? Yep. Yep. I love that fucking challenge. I thought that challenge was amazing and it was essentially the same skills needed in this daily. So I feel like for me to say that I love that one, but I didn't like this one. I don't know. It seems a bit hypocritical, but I, I did love the champagne glass challenge. This is my thing about it is that I don't, un when you have a daily like this, this is why I don't understand why people try to judge the show and judge players based on daily wins during a season. Oh, so-and-so has, <laughs> so-and-so is so good at dailies. They have seven daily, you know, they won seven daily wins during the season. And I'm thinking, there's no skill for this. This mm. is, this is driving up and <laughs> hitting the e-brake and trying to go bowling, essentially. Can you really use this as some kind of resume booster for Johnny to say, God, look at how fucking good Johnny is. He won that, that Tokyo Drift daily on Total Madness. I mean, at some point, 
you have to redefine the way that you're, especially the way that we have seen this season go, where these dailies aren't that impressive. They're not that skillful. Mm. They're, they're, some of them have been more entertaining than others, but you just have to redefine the scope by which we are debating Absolutely. How, how I, I, stack it's up. funny. I actually wrote this down to discuss at the end of the challenge because when Kyle gets brought into the tribunal after getting zero barrels, to me, it's like, okay, so now he has a tribunal on his stat, right? But exactly. what the fuck does a tribunal mean if you yeah. literally did the worst on the challenge? It's such a skewed statistic. It doesn't really allow us to keep records of these these challenge seasons, to be honest. Like the tribunal has really fucked up the statistics for all of the past challenge seasons that have included it in him. That was one of our biggest issues with War of the Worlds 1. Yeah. It was not not that hard to make it into a fucking tribunal, and it wasn't that impressive. Not at all. That was so easy to make it in the tribunal then. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. the mission, the Mad Max mission, where they're on the on top of the dune buggy doing a three by three slider. Are we really yeah. going to debate that the people that made the tribunal? Oh my god, these guys are threats. You see how they did that three by three? That was so good. Just we, these are the things we need to pay attention about. There's nuances to all these things. We have to we have to really keep that whole picture in mind when we debate this. Now, overall, there were parts of this daily that I liked. Mm-hmm. One, they actually showed the fucking score. We saw who was knocking over how many barrels. True. That was cool. Sounds True. like MTV start. I, I wonder if MTV put that in in post. I wonder <laughs> if they were like, hey, let's change it up. Let's show people the score. Uh, that was cool. Uh, Nelson, I think Johnny said it best. What Nelson did in that car was probably harder than knocking over barrels. Yeah, that was he hilarious. Did a full 360 full speed burnout. And he didn't hit a single barrel, and he stopped like that's definitely a hilarious. Inches away from the barrel. The, some of the, the flops on this challenge were great. I think that the, they sh- they shone above the excellence on the challenge. Tyrone makes a good point though that there's skill for it, which is the reason why Kyle and Ellie messed up. But I wouldn't use it as a barometer for why our player is good. And yeah, there's definitely skill required. I'm okay with what that. I mean more is that it's just not something you can train for, right? So when you're a typical, but then again, being a challenger, you have to train for such a wide variety of things. You never know what the fuck is going to be presented to you. So it's not necessarily always going to be like, you know, carry a bunch of heavy ass garbage to a tin, right? It's not all going to be about carrying heavy shit. So I do, I do agree. There's definitely skill involved in this, especially if you're if you actually know what you're doing, you know, it takes a lot of work to be able to drift like that. Not something I would ever want to do. This is why I argue why do people think that certain OGs can't be on these shows anymore? I've said, I've used Beth so many times this season. Just say, okay, Beth's almost 50. Look at the shit they're doing on this show and tell me that you uh, could have Beth on here running no, into the foam room and driving Wait, what do you car. mean? As in, you, because people say that they like can't keep up? Pe- people, yeah, people say like you have to be in your athletic prime to, to be on the challenge. And CT is on an athletic people, prime. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't think those people are paying attention to exactly what they do on the show, at least in the last couple of Wait, wait, of but hold on, because you get so pissed off that CT's not in his athletic prime, but yet you want people who are not in their athletic prime. I, huh? I'm, what I'm saying, Shani, I'm not talking about my personal preference. I'm talking about what other people say about how, hey, you have to be mid-20s, early 30s, like in great shape to be on the challenge. And I'm just telling you, that's not true. Yeah, I, they're not doing. I agree that is not. Yeah, this true. isn't American Gladiators. They're not. I doing agree American that is not pops. true, but I also think that there is something to be said for younger, fresher cast. Shout out to a fresh meat season coming to a hey MTV. Greg, oh my you. god, Greg, uh, Greg, with the comment of the episode, I wonder 
how Maddie would have done in this one. You hate her so much, it's stupid. It's but, like but she's got the joke here is that Maddie's got the three DUIs on her record. Oh fuck! <laughs> the, the slow burn of the joke. Wait, that's so funny, Greg. Oh my god. Oh my god, that's phenomenal, yo! Holy shit! Oh my god, oh my god. that is such a I'll good joke. Wow. Die. I'm sorry, you guys. Slow to the take on that one. <laughs> that's just the way. That's you know, really good jokes sometimes take a while to get. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's why this jo- yeah. the slow burn of this joke was incredible. Just like to you, um, it was intellectual is above my intelligence level. Wow. I mean, Greg is in Mensa, so that makes sense. Greg, Greg is bringing the heat there. That would have been so meta having uh, Maddie with three DUIs and probably a suspended license. She probably wouldn't have been able to compete. Uh, oh, Did you have to have oh a va- my god. Yeah, like, did you no, but in Prague, I think it's fine yeah. in Prague. Like, who cares? Mm, that's true. Yeah, they can get away with some freaky shit. Or, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, they uh, had to get Maddie out before they did this challenge. That's why they put her against D in such a small enclosed space, because they knew that the, the, the driving challenge was coming soon, and they just couldn't have her do it. So, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty clear what happened there. She obviously didn't lose her elimination rightfully. That was clearly a production production rigging that, so they could get her out before this one. Yes. Makes sense now. The dots are connecting, you Listen, guys. Listen, we have to get her out of here. We're looking at a logistical yeah. nightmare. We've got this awesome driving mission coming up. Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> guys, wow. That's putting me in good spirits. Holy yeah, shit. We actually have some great some great conspiracy theories uh, to discuss later, you guys. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so let's get into the actual challenge. We got Rogan. He starts it off. He hits 18 barrels. Not too bad. Casey goes next. She gets 18 barrels. And her barrels went far as fuck. I mean, they like they they took off. It looked like they were running away from home. They were just like, yep. we're out of here later. Bananas goes and he does really well. And I, I don't know how production could have rigged this for him. I genuinely think he just did good at this. I don't know. I honestly don't know. 25 barrels. I mean, that's impressive. He knocks, he knocks all of them down except for one. That's yep. crazy. I was trying to see who that was that, that survived on the stack. I know. I'd be, if, if I was up there, I would have been talking shit. But I couldn't see <laughs> Well, you was. couldn't get me down. What up? What's up now, bananas? <laughs> I'm still standing. I'm still strong. What's the old up Antoine now? Fisher line. Go peel yourself, bitch. Okay, so. so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know why no one's insulted him with that yet. It pisses me off. Like, it's a clear insult. The joke is there. I think, they, uh, I think the challenge needs to hire Greg to write jokes for cast members, because if he's got more zingers like that. I think Greg, I think you should hire Greg to write your jokes. I will. That's an excellent idea. Greg, DM me material, man. Every Thursday morning. (laughs) Please, (laughs) I beg of you so we can actually get some humor out of this guy. Okay, so so then Bananas, <laughs> he drops a line that I love. Uh, somebody asked him, I don't know who it was that asked him, I think it was Nelson, any advice? And he goes, drive it like it's stolen, which was hilarious. <laughs> Kyle then goes, and he, oh, oh, I, I don't know if you guys love people flopping as much as I love people flopping, but this was one of the flops that I think will go down and challenge, daily challenge history. I, it has to. It yeah. was beautiful. It was so fun. This is something I would have done. <laughs> I don't know if I would have been good at drifting. I think I probably would have pulled to Kyle. He literally goes and then turns the car. He doesn't go fast enough, first of all. And then he turns the car too soon. And then he just parks it. He like does a little parallel park right next to all the barrels. This is the funniest fucking shit ever. And wait for it. The funnest fact of this entire episode. Kyle's dad is a stunt car driver. That blew my mind. That, that blew my mind. That is so cool. It's, that, in, his, it's in his blood. 
But that ma- does that not make him so much cooler in your eyes? Yeah. I mean, he was raised by a stock car badass. driver. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. Mm. I couldn't believe that when I found that out. It just uh, Kyle's dad, like, he just doesn't seem like he comes from such a cool family. But the guy, he's really grown on me since he first started on the challenge. I did I, not I like him. That. I did yeah. not like him before he came on, you guys. And I, because listen, I was Team Holly, sort of in my head a bit. But wow, he has won me over and then some. The guy is fucking hilarious. He's so my personality type. And I, he really shines on the challenge a lot more than he did on Jordy Shore. Anyways, the guy gets zero barrels. Zero. I'm seeing some um, I'm seeing some beef, some arguments going on in our comments. Ooh, I, I haven't beef. been able to review them yet, but beef. I do see think like Erlene and Jessica. They don't and they don't always agree with one another. They don't always get along, but they're going are, at are Katie. my two girls fucking fighting? What is no, the, or they're, my they're two fi- women they're fighting with Katie. I, Katie, I think you're new to the podcast. I haven't read yet really closely what you have to say, <laughs> but I just want to say, Katie. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here and participating. <laughs> and um, we'll you review. We'll that. see where it goes. You would it's do a, that. You know, the, the, the Saniac comments, you, you never know what you're going to get. It's, it's, a, it's a unique experience. So I hope, that, uh, I hope that you're enjoying yourself. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to check it out. I'll moderate it at some point. But thank you for watching. Whoa, there's also some really weird-ass comments from this Dave Sanders. You need to write some sort of fan fiction for uh, alternative porn. Look, anytime I see weird <laughs> comments like that, I just assume it's Steven. So let's just assume that Dave is probably Steven. I don't we know. know. Steven that, has that doesn't accounts. look like a Steven writing. That looks like that looks like good sort of um, erotic writing. I don't think Steven oh, is yeah. that. D- Dave, Dave yeah. could be like a... A fan? You could be a challenge fan fiction writer. Yeah, on, absolutely. Uh, on you could Dave, start an OnlyFans. Yeah, you look, need to look st- at- a Tumblr page. Yeah, Dave, uh, link us to your Tumblr. Tumblr. I'm start a fucking Tumblr page. Let's do I it. I want to see what you got, Dave. I'm gonna. All right. I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you're not Stephen. Um, no. I also saw during our interview with Tea Time while that was going on, people were wondering if uh, Cara Maria Defender and Jay were in our comments at all. <laughs> I can't. I, I don't know. I'm not sure because we don't. We don't really know who they are. So listen, Zach might care, but guess what, guys? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Look, they, <laughs> oh they, my I, god. I'm sure. No, no, they 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 don't watch us live. They get people to send them the clips. That's oh, they get the cl- they get the clips going mm-hmm. on. I mean, listen, mm-hmm. Jay posted us to his Instagram page, and he he's, did. I mean, like and whatever. Our followers, sir. our followers just shot up. Thank you, Jay. Jay was telling people to unfollow us, and then our followers shot up. So thank you. We, we oh, owe I you didn't a, even notice that. Yeah. Yeah. We owe you a measure of thanks. Thank you, Jay. I didn't even notice that. I'll still never. I just love when people say that we're using them for relevancy or like to get yeah. followers. You guys, I love you That's enough. Great. I don't need other people. Oh, we don't need yeah. more. What more do we need? We've got the best crew here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I fucking love you guys. You know, people yeah, this can come. Isn't, you know, they can come to us naturally. They, you know, th- we like that. Yeah, we're not talk. We're not like Bravo Network celebrities. You know, this isn't like Real Housewives. We're not trying to like first trap <laughs> off someone that's Network on television. Bravo Network celebrities. <laughs> no, you know what no. I do? I've got a vision board. That's how I make things come true. So if you're not on my vision board, then it doesn't even matter. If I want followers, they're going on my vision board. That's as far as it goes. And honestly, that shit board. works, yo. That's that shit awesome. works. That, listen, I just got a raise recently and I put that shit on my vision board just the day before and it fucking came true and I've been waiting for it for like two years. So, I mean, mazel tov to Shawnee, everybody. Ma- yeah, that's tov. awesome. 
Yeah, it's a big day. Are we still in touch with Karen? We should get Karen to make like a Photoshop of you and your vision board. No, we aren't. I'm not sure what happened um, there. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't seen Karen's stuff in a while. I don't know if she's still doing. I don't know. But she should reach out to me if she sees my messages ever. Okay, so then we've got Jenny going up. She gets 12 barrels. Not too bad, little Jay. She goes a little bit too fast. Is this, go- she- is this Gossip Girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is gossip Girl. Oh my That's God, awesome. we should do we should do a recap one time in all Gossip Girl style narrations. Fuck. Oh, I would be so good. Wow. At that. Oh my God, you guys, you guys, how funny would that be? A shorter recap in all Gossip Girl style narrations. This is a fucking show concept right here. If somebody steals this shit, I will screenshot this clip and show everybody that you guys are not original, just like Ashley did when um, they did Friends with Benefits. You know, would, what I'm would saying? you like me to do a, a, a Gossip Girl read right now of the challenge? Yeah, can you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Corey thinks he's making the final on his own merit, but be careful, Corey. This may not be great expectations, but you've got your own Miss Havisham and Nelson financing your way to the final. You know you love me. XO, XO. Gossip Zach. Fuck, that was pretty good, you guys. That was pretty good. See, I need some time to prepare because I haven't watched Gossip Girl in a while. Although, you should know. Everyone should know this about me. I've seen that show maybe six times all the way through. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe that's that's pretty close to my number as well. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Wait, seriously? Are you, are you that into GG as much as I am? I watched GG from oh. the pilot episode <laughs> until the end live every week i no never missed an way. episode oh my god i, I used to watch it with my uncle too this was like our thing that we would do together it was so fucking fun wait okay so do you know that there's a reboot coming out and when it comes yes. out we need to do some recaps about this show uh yeah yes. fuck yes i'm yeah. in on yeah. that yeah yeah yep. when i first thought about getting into podcasting that was what i wanted to do i wanted to do like gossip girl rewatch recap one tree hill rewatch recap like that's that's my lane i've watched all of those oh my god oh yeah wbcw oh team dramas that's my shit guys let's like, do I the know. gossip pod shut up yeah but you guys just rewatch it every Yo, episode fuck the challenge all right we're just we're gonna completely switch lanes here let's just talk about gossip girl episode one <laughs> that's <laughs> that might be the best episode girl. of the whole series the pilot episode is incredible it's so good oh my god is that so yeah it hooked me on that? the whole oh, Oh my god, Serena. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just saw Connie just saw Serena at Grand Central. Oh my god, Serena. <laughs> Where has she been? They Come used on. to do gossip girl tours in New York. Yo. Like they would just they would take people around to all the spots. I've been to some of those spots. They used to always eat at this place. Oh yeah, the if steps. If you rewatch the Gossip steps. Girl, the they steps. always they always talk about this restaurant called Sarabets. Oh, we're yeah, supposed yeah, to have breakfast yeah. at Sarabets. I've eaten there before. I've eaten at Sarabets. <laughs> Honestly, Gossip Girl is wow, so fucking what funny. A, what Yo, a Zach is lonely boy. This is so funny. Who am I? Dan, Can was, I... Dan was my guy for a while. I better be Blair. I swear to God, if you guys make me Serena, I will fucking hurt someone. That is not my mess of a shit. Serena mm. does not hold up on rewatch, people. S. Mm-mm. I might, I might even gets, be like a yeah. Cotty or a Liz, to be honest. <laughs> no, I no, can, give me a Blair. I, I'm a Blair. I'm a Blair. I'm a Blair. I'm a, a boss-ass bitch. Listen, I take control of everything. I'm obviously a Blair. I'm, I, you know, that's, that's my Shani, I don't know. You're kind of hip. I could see you being like a Vanessa. You're a little artsy. and Like, I didn't like Vanessa at all, so people I'm not hate, like... People gonna, hate Vanessa. Yeah. No, I'm not a Vanessa vibe. Listen, she was cool as a human being, as an actress outside of the show, but her character pissed me the fuck off. Go away, Vanessa. Just go. I kind of like Vanessa. 
Yeah, of course you did. Of course, of course you did. Of course you did. All right. Anyways, so I, I am Blair. I am Blair. And you know what? Little Jay is a fucking phenomenal character. I hope you like her. Are you oh, serious? Oh, oh, you would you just like say Little that? Jay. I can't even. She's I the actually worst. can't even. I can't. She's I just can't. Worst. Oh, you know who I would be? The, I might be like Serena's mom. Ah, I liked her. Yeah. She we'll talk funny. about it another time. I could go on for... Th- I have so many takes no, on No, I'm Gossip Blair's Girl. mom. Successful fashion designer. Eleanor, yeah. Yes, you're a yes. definite Accidentally Eleanor. married a gay guy. I've, I've hooked up with gay guys before. Like, they didn't come out until after we had already hooked up. So, you know what? Like, there's so many parallels there between our lives. I think that that's so spot on. And isn't she with a Jewish guy now with Cyrus? Hello? Hello? This is fucking phenomenal, you guys. Oh this is phenomenal. You are looking at the Eleanor. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Shani has has no uh, very poor gaydar is what we have learned. I actually have the worst gaydar. I'm not pod. even kidding. You guys, I have the worst gaydar. Whether it's girls, guys, like people would always be like, oh, she's hitting on you. Be like, are you? what are you talking about? Like, get, get out of here. Corey, Dawson's Creek, Melrose Place, I'm so in. We're, this is how we're going to keep, one, once the, the challenge gets canceled, we're just going to feast on, <laughs> on other shows. all of these teen shows. All these late 90s. I love teen shows. Yeah, teen, teen Dawson's Dallas. Creek was awesome because Joey, mm-hmm. I just love the name Joey for a girl. I love that. Okay, whatever. So let's go back to the challenge. So we got <laughs> Lil J. She gets 12 barrels. She goes a little bit too fast. She doesn't turn in time in, in time. So it's just she sort of misses that that mark. Then D goes. She goes way too fast. Basically accentuates all of Jenny's mistakes. Uh, and then she ends up turning after the barrels. Then Melissa goes, who gets 12 barrels, but she really doesn't turn much. She turns like at the way end. She goes all the way straight through them. Yeah, and then turns. That. She just sort of ran through them, which I, is kind of what I would have done. And then Corey, he gets 21 barrels. Pretty fucking good, but not good enough to beat the banana man. Nope, nope. nope. And then Nelson goes, and he has a phenomenal confessional here. And he goes, (laughs) please, baby Jesus, let me win this one. I'm tired of being a loser with Kyle. Oh, that was so fucking funny, Nelson. Oh, my God. That was priceless. Absolutely priceless. King of confessionals. He's the man. And what does he do when he goes up there? He ends up he ends up sliding to the right of all of the barrels and does a turn, completely misses them. Co- goes, co- I mean, it's just it was crazy. It was smooth. It was very smooth. It was like you know, I mean, that was it was a vibe. But he misses everything, just everything, zero. Yeah, and zero in the process, does like a full three sixty mm. late in in the uh, in the burnout. It was pretty spectacular to watch. He uh, at the end he says. I just didn't want you to look too bad to Kyle, which was so fucking funny. He's such a nice guy to feel that way. Oh, it's funny. See, Erlene is saying I'm too nice for Blair. At the time when Gossip Girl was out, though, that would have been my vibe. That would have been my vibe. Yeah, have you guys never met Shannon before? Shannon, she's out for blood. Yeah, I put her away for a long time, but she (laughs) likes to come out to play sometimes. (laughs) All right, uh, Fessy goes up. He gets 21 barrels. It looked really good, but it also looked like he was he was about to just clip the side of everything. And then he ends up going straight through it, which was awesome. And then Bailey smashes it. She gets 18 barrels. I mean, really fucking impressive. Um, and then TJ, at the end, he announces all the winners. You know, he goes, that was pretty sick, except for Nelson and Kyle, which was hilarious. Good job, TJ. Thank you. That was yeah, much I'll better shade. That, yep. Much better shade than the Josh shade after the elimination. This was acceptable. 
and bananas and Casey end up winning. So Bailey, as close as she was, she her barrels weren't as far as Casey's, which you could kind of see on TV because Casey's barrels flew. I mean, they fucking flew. They yeah. were just they were catch up with you later, fl- flying away. Uh, tribunal bananas and Casey end up picking Kyle and bananas. I mean, he he starts putting these planting these seeds that Fessy's not going to be voted in. Don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And I don't know why, but I actually believed him this time. I had a sense I that did too. You know, I feel like the guys would have been just too scared to go against Fessy. Nobody wanted him in there. Yeah. I mean, nobody. I, I believed him. Yeah. yeah. And granted, I'm surprised Johnny didn't push the issue more. Mm, mm. He, he knows that he's going to the final. He now has to start thinking about who he's going to be running the final with. And I'm shocked. <gasps> Yo, Erlene, shut the fuck up, man. I, I can be Blair <laughs> if I want to be Blair. All right. All right. Uh, or, no, er, Erlene's switching targets this week. I like that. All, uh... Or what was Hillary Duff's character's name? Oh my God, Olivia. Yeah, I could be Olivia. What an arc! Season I'm obviously, three. I'm obviously like such a celeb, you know, just me and my little celeb house over here. So I wouldn't mind being the star. <laughs> we're a celeb. I mean, we've been chasing people to get clout, so we're we're celebs now. Yeah. Are you kidding? Do you guys don't know who I am? Jay Challenge <laughs> posted a screenshot of my podcast tweets. I mean, you guys have no idea what that means. On his backup Instagram. On his got backup two. Instagram, you guys. It's, it's, <laughs> wait, actually, you want to know something hilarious? Amari Stoudemire shared my uh, my Insta story. I saw that. Yeah, That's how cool awesome. is that? That's See, why so, you're a celebrity now. I legit am famous, you guys. Yeah, Amari's the man. I mean, yeah, I'm obviously Olivia. All right, we've settled it. Um, um, uh, so then we got the house scramble. We have uh, Bananas and Kyle promising Fessy he won't go in. You've got Jenny, Melissa, Kyle, Bananas. They're all whispering about voting in uh, Rogan as he walks in. It seems as if we haven't noticed this, but it, it seems that Rogan and D have very much so isolated themselves from the house and have very yeah. few allies left. That's the kind of picture that I'm getting. We won't know for sure because editing, but yeah, yeah Rogan's story has just been so fucked up. We don't. We don't get to see mm. what the fallout was of Rogan voting D into elimination a couple weeks ago. We don't get to see how his story has evolved and where their relationships at at this point. It's, Absolutely, it's we don't see weird. we don't see any of that, and it it feels like there was so much story that went on. Yeah. But for Rogan's sake, it feels like a positive move because he's not involved in all this drama. And he did put out a tweet about it that he would rather be on twenty seconds of it making a few jokes than. 20 minutes of it constantly fighting so if it makes people like him more i like it because i like rogan yeah i'm good Uh, with that i like rogan too okay so then we go into jenny talking to nelson this is where jenny starts getting into a little bit of hot water she (laughs) she's telling them that don't worry i'm not going to say your name blah 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 and we also see here jenny doing that thing with her tongue like this (laughs) Now, I don't know if you guys have a friend who does that, but my best friend, I mean, literally my ride-or-die best friend, the person that I travel with all the time, Annie, she does that. She goes, and she'll just fall asleep like that and shit, too. She'll fall asleep. She'll go. That's a thing? Mm, I don't know if maybe it's a British thing, but you want to know something else that's a British thing is that older people will still suck their thumbs there in the UK. I've got friends who still suck their thumbs. That explains a lot because mm. there is a stereotype that exists of british people having bad teeth you know, 
Bad teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I'm not gonna. I don't know if that necessarily correlates now because everyone just gets veneers and shit. But I swear to yeah, God, that's true. I have quite a few UK friends. Eh, not maybe quite a few, but I know a good handful that still suck their thumb. So that's a thing. You know, that's a fucking thing. Um, we got Rogan. He's he's uh starts talking about um <laughs> about Jenny trying to politic and how she's like going around scrambling around the house and he uses this hilarious line bless her cotton socks. <laughs> uh Jenny was trying to politic for her first time. That was so funny. I'm about to say bless her cotton socks to everyone. Like, "Oh, Zach, bless your cotton socks." He was just trying, you know. He was just trying. <laughs> yeah, we got to make it happen. Um, she was fucking hilarious. If I had to pick, I, I've already mentioned, obviously Nelson was, has been the best part about the season. The second best part about the season has been Jenny in the drama. That's really <laughs> what's carried the show the last couple weeks is just very subtle Jenny uh, in the drama, in the drama, in the drama. And then it culminated this week with, with everything that happened. Yeah, I'm she got her, it. She got her, her challenge karma that people like to talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. I I fucking love Jenny, dude. I she's kind of one of those people who is um just a young challenger, not young in age, but young in in how many seasons they've done and really doesn't understand the gameplay side as much. And so when she does get involved in it, it becomes a little bit messy. And yeah. she means well. You can tell she means well. You know, she tries to be honest with people, she, but it just comes off a bit snaky to, especially the fans. I've noticed that's a big criticism these days. But, but it's funny. I think it's cute. You know, it's someone trying to figure out the game. Listen, the people who come out not looking like snakes are because you know it's because they're sly as fuck. You, you know, yeah. you guys get that right. That's like that's the be- the best snakes don't look like snakes. It takes yeah. a trained eye like me to be able to watch them and expose them for snaking that other less trained viewers might not see. That's what yes. I'm here for. Well, with your I'm PhD you in viewership, it makes sense. Yeah, you know. exactly. I'm, I'm here to tell you guys who those snakes are. I mean, Jenny, this is, this is obvious. We see this. And I like it. I really like it. I like drama Jenny. Isn't there a type of snake that changes colors to its atmosphere? I'm, I'm wondering. I don't I, know. I mean, I don't I'm, think so. That, that would be the best example of the, the world's most perfect snake on a challenge. I feel like you're confusing snakes and iguanas. I think that's an iguana thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. Whatever. I've got a turtle, you guys. That's as far as it goes. All right, there's a snake that changes colors to hide itself out in the wild and attack you, there's got to be. There's got to be. I don't want it at all. Half chameleon, half snake. Um... The nominations start. Rogan starts it all off. He basically says, I want to go in. He kind of knows the numbers are against him. He's like, fuck it. Just put me in. I don't want to risk, yep. you know, being in the tribunal and having to guess. I like it. Anybody else notice how pale and red his face was during this scene? I did Shocking. not. Oh, my God. It was weird. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe I needed to put my glasses on more during that time. Well, was... he maybe it happened right after he took that shower. They mentioned uh, that he had just gotten out of the shower. Maybe it was a oh, hot shower. Oh, my God. That's what happens yeah. to my face after I shower. Oh, yeah. That makes so much sense. I'm I'm very red after a shower, like bright red. So now I get it. Good, good one. Good one. That's um, what I'm here to pick up on. Then we've got Jenny. She starts off the female vote, and she says D's name. D votes Jenny. Then Melissa votes Bailey. Then Bailey votes Melissa. So all the women just burn votes on each other because they just cancel out. Everybody becomes null at one. So they leave it in the hands of the guys. Fessy votes for D. Corey votes for Jenny. Nelson votes for Jenny. And then Rogan comes in with the fuego, and he starts asking questions. He goes, I have a little question. 
And he asked Jenny if she said if she was going to vote for him and basically throws and, you know, Jenny basically throws everybody under the bus after this point saying, well, they all agreed they were all going to vote for you. Da, 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 da. And then Rogan throws back the have you just been a pawn in their game and done exactly what they're told what they told you to do because you have no mind. I mean, that was a harsh line from Rogan. He went in on that. He brought it. He brought the hammer. He had Jenny stuttering after. She was a little bit. Um, she was, obviously, she was the, the big thing that happened here was Melissa's vote, Melissa's throwaway vote. And this was a huge mistake. Melissa yeah. was unwilling to turn her back on D, who, despite the edit, we have come to know that at some point they established a friendship and Melissa had loyalties to D and Jenny. But by all means, from what we could see, Melissa was in a very tight group with Jenny, Johnny, and Kyle, and she screws it over because she didn't want to vote for D. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if I agree with that as much. I don't, I understand Melissa's position, you know, if I was stuck between my quote-unquote alliance and a really close friend. I don't know if I'd be able to hundred percent choose there. And also she wasn't really the deciding vote because she voted beforehand. And on top of that, I don't know if production would have let them change their votes. You remember when the votes were done and somebody said, Oh no, you can't just change your vote. Just go put your name up. So I feel like she had to have a pretty good idea where the votes were going to go. This had to have been figured out ahead of time. I don't think anyone threw curveballs. I feel like, I feel like Melissa threw the biggest curveball of all, not protecting Jenny, yeah, I, agree. I agree with Jessica's point, though. Melissa and D were close. Like, you know, you can't take that away. I also agree with another point that Jessica... Wait a minute. Jessica, I'm confused. I thought Jessica was calling Melissa spineless in the comments. I think it's based on the timing of what I'm seeing. No, I think, I think she's calling Jenny spineless. Jenny spineless. <laughs> spineless. All right. I think that based on the group that, that Melissa was in and the fact that two of the people in her group were in the tribunal... Mm. She had to protect Jenny there. That That is exactly what they discussed. She didn't do it. She showed her hand that she had too many loyalties that she couldn't cross, which for me, I don't ever want to work with somebody like that. I don't ever me- want to work with someone who I'm supposed to be in a tight group with and then they're going to try and play the game where, well, they're going to try and shift it away from the person they clearly have stronger loyalties to. Yeah, I hear that. I obviously hear that. But I don't know if it was stronger or not stronger. It's like she just doesn't want to have to make that decision. And to be fair, has Jenny really been able to make those kind of tough decisions this season? You know, she's sort of she's chosen a lot of people who she um, like she's she's made fucked up decisions. You know, when she didn't pick Corey to go in the tribunal after he owed her. Yeah, and that, that bit her. That came back to bite her in the vote. I like that we've been getting you know? that story the last couple weeks. Corey's mentioned it at least two times now in previous episodes that Jenny, you said you were going to pay me back. You haven't paid me back. So then he took matters into his own hands by throwing a vote at her. Yeah. And Arlene's got it right, man. Arlene's just, got it right. Wait, why would Melissa protect Jenny over D fucking lame? See, I agree with that. I don't know that it's, and on, t- on top of that, you have to remember for her own game, Melissa's own game. Does she want to go against Jenny in a final or, or D? I mean, you know, it's a good move on her part. She gets rid of the two strongest, baddest females. I mean, I mean, it, de- it depends on 
Melissa yeah, might just be an actual kind of a pick your poison situation up to uh, that. Melissa point. might People be are... a mastermind. You know, Melissa might have been might have thought this whole thing through to get the two strongest women in the fucking elimination. Solid work, Vienna and Melissa. Solid work. <laughs> Look, I love I love Mel. She's my favorite girl in this whole season. I just think that from the standpoint of gameplay, she made the wrong move. She was with. It, granted, it's late enough in the season where she's not going to pay for it, but she was with her alliance. They she... forgave her after five seconds. It was fine. Here's the other thing. Let's let's point out the obvious. Hmm. Um, we finally got a situation where Red Skulls didn't fucking matter. And all of a sudden, we have a fun vote. We have drama. We have pizzazz. We have something peppy, something snappy, to quote Tom I mean, Hanks somewhat. Well, we, we, had, we had some dramatic votes towards the beginning. I We lost that more towards the end, but... Yeah, I mean, we did get some sort of pep, but we also had Rogan just volunteering to go in. So it wasn't like it was, it was entertaining on all fronts. But there there was still just, there was some drama when everybody had equal stake. When when, mm. Mm. when there was, when there was, everybody's on the bubble. There's no room to move. Somebody's, you know, somebody's got to get out of here. It's just the narrative, the tension, the drama, it was there. Good Michael makes a really good point. We missed all the edit that might have explained it. The past two episodes confused us. Absolutely. You know, we haven't seen D at all in the past few episodes. Very well could have shown how close her and Melissa were, and it would have made more sense to us. Because all we saw this episode was that she was in this alliance with whatever so-and-so fruit man and I Jenny. I agree with Paul. Paul says Paul that Jenny has done a good job until recently of hiding her allegiance to Bananas. I think that's very true. I haven't realized that that Johnny and Jenny were tight in the game until maybe what the last two, three weeks. But that that's hiding it from the fans, not from the in, from the cast, because you could see them close the entire time. Like if you look up mm. in the behind images, they're always sitting next to each other, they're always hanging out with each other. I doubt it would have been as hidden from the cast as it was you from know Shani, i don't i don't like you disagreeing with me and this is a good question I for think, a cast member though. i think i'm just i'm just gonna straight up cancel you so hashtag cancel shiny get it trending she has said some very offensive things to me during this no, episode cancel calhoun that's, that's, that's an alliteration that we need to go with cancel calhoun it's perfect cancel shawnee don't give many ideas yeah cancel that, that shawnee sound, has no yeah. alliteration to it you can't cancel yeah, shawnee cancel calhoun's pretty catchy you can't but... my name doesn't yeah it's so fucking catchy holy shit <laughs> that's not good don't give erlene any ideas me and erlene were arguing about hamilton last night so i'm, I'm not oh trying to get god. on her bad side anymore oh my god okay so oh you were arguing with erlene yeah, about Hamilton. I haven't seen it. Well, there, I'm not going to say anything about it other like than that. I don't like plays as much as other people. I don't like Yeah, musicals. it doesn't seem like your thing. Yeah. Um, Hamilton's pretty cool. I, I will just say there's a whole cancel Hamilton thing going on right now. And we'll just... I Oh, yeah, that. I know, because I had to talk about that in a yeah. podcast of mine recently um, for work. Yeah. But but uh, but no, what I was going to say is musicals, like some of them are cool. Have you ever seen In the Heights, anybody? That's a fucking good one. That's, that, that's Lin-Manuel. That's his first, Lin-Manuel Miranda, that's his first musical, I think, right? Yeah, I don't know exactly who did it. I'm not so into the musicals, but I have so seen that one like five times. I'm not kidding. And that's, that's um, <laughs> I've seen probably they five made a musicals movie of my it. life. That, that's coming out later this <gasps> year. They made a movie of it? Yeah. Shut and he, up! Yeah, he's, he's he's starring in it. I've seen that in I've seen it in New York on Broadway a few times. I've seen it in L.A. and I've seen it somewhere else. Where did I see it? 
is it in London? I can't remember, but I've seen it like so many places. I fucking love that musical. It's so good. And obviously I saw other ones when I was a kid, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, stop. I prefer when I sing. <laughs> Oh. I, I'm like I'm like wow. a I'm like a walking musical, and I just feel like my songs are better. So that's how it goes. That's cool. I'm just a pop culture junkie kind of guy. You know, I'm I'm waiting yeah. for the World Series of Pop Culture to come back. I'm gonna get on there. I'm gonna win. There's actually Simple a World Series of Pop Culture. Way back in the day, it was it was one of my favorite VH1 shows ever. They did I think one season. It was a tournament, the World Series of Pop Culture. Look it up. It was incredible. I watched it. I watched every episode. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, Dave Sanders, your comments are weird. <laughs> I'm telling weird. you, it's Steven. Dave is Steven. It can't he has be, to be Steven. Steven wouldn't say that. Also, didn't Steven create his Steven. own? Steven. 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 <laughs> Shout Dave out to brother. Kristen. Shout brother. out to Kristen Cavallari. Steven. Steven. So okay, wait. So we're back in the votes. Okay, so then Rogan, he's doing this whole thing, whatever. Jenny's stuttering, poor little girl. Rogan then votes in Jenny, and he finishes it all off with my votes for Jenny. Go put your name on the board. I mean, it was like a, it was a simple. You go do that shit, girl. Uh, Jenny starts asking Melissa and Bailey if they'll change their vote, and then it's just kind of too late. It all wraps up, and the nominations end up being Jenny and Rogan. Then we have the post nominations. Kyle starts saying to Melissa that he would send her in if Jenny asks, just kind of like riling her up. I don't think he ever would have actually done that. Uh, I just was screaming at the TV, like, stop being mean to Melissa. But you had Bananas and Kyle. They all end up sort of going in on her. And I was just like, shut up. Enough of this. Enough of this. And it also was a moment where it made me realize Dee must be so heavily involved in this drama because could you imagine her being quiet after these nominations? No way. There was definitely yeah. a shit ton of D drama yeah. going down that we did not get to see. And now I want to start a fucking change.org petition to the challenge to release this footage. <laughs> release I want to see. I've got, uh, I've got some tea on that. We'll, we'll talk about that. I'm we'll dying to, to see like this is just it's I want to know what's going on. I want to know. I want to know the story. I want to know who's fighting with who. Ugh, I just want to know. Poof. Then Jenny crying that Rogan is going to make her out to be a snake. And I, you know, I feel for her. I love Jenny, man. I think she's misunderstood. She talks too much and people don't like that. But I talk so much. So, you know. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't think we can disagree at this point. Jenny has, uh, she snaked a little bit, at least. So, you know, she's gotten her hands yeah, dirty. A little bit. I don't know. I like, I like her, man. I like her. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's Dave, very, thank she's you for cool admitting that you're, you're just, person. um, you know, doing it on purpose and that you can chill off. I appreciate that. That's definitely a good differential between someone like Steven. See, Steven would never say that. No, he's trying to throw you off the scent. Steve, he's trying to throw me off the scent. Yeah, he's throwing you off the scent. Come on. That's Yo, Steven I watch Criminal Minds all day. I know how to profile people, all right? <laughs> I know how to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm literally Dr. Reed. All right, so tribunal, tribunal time. This is Kyle's first tribunal. Did you know that? I did not. Is it actually his first tribunal? Can somebody drop that down? He said that uh, in the episode. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to who's making how many tribunals. It's a it's a dead metric to me. So trivial fucking idea is what it is. Um, they nominate D and Bailey and Corey and Nelson. What did you think about them nominating Corey and Nelson, not putting Fessy up there at all? I I questioned it. I think it was the wrong move. You're going into a final against this guy. You're not even gonna mess with 
the the potential of him going in. And granted, Casey was in there fighting for him. She clearly wasn't going to allow it. That was just that was her thing. That was that was the deal. I'll let you protect Kyle and put him in here, but you better protect Fessy. Um, Fessy lucked out. Hmm. Because I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm not I'm not saying Rogan would have beat him in Hall Brawl, but if any of the remaining guys would have had the chance to beat Fessy in Hall Brawl, I think Rogan would have had the best chance. I completely agree. I completely agree. I feel like a rugby player versus a football player would have been a phenomenal Hall Brawl. Yeah. You know? That I'm all been, about that. Yeah, that would have been really awesome. I mean, that, I would have been all about that. My God. I, what's the height difference? Does anyone know between Rogan and Fessy? God, I wish the height truther was in here. I know. I wish the height... Oh. I'm not the height truther, but I can tell you. Whoa, well, what kind of expertise do you have? I need the real height truther. Oh, that's true. You know? I'll DM I mean, him. Where's, or like, her. where's your qualifications? I can't trust you on this. I don't have them. I will uh, <laughs> DM the height truther. I know, Shawnee, that you believe that Rogan's about 5'11". I um, do, yeah, I do believe that. I, I can tell you he's shorter than that. I do believe that. So, but that's still, that would be like a six to seven inch difference between him and Fessy, right? And that's a big difference. I think difference. Fessy's a pretty legit six three, six four. Mm. I don't think he, uh, some people have said six five. I think he's a six five. Yeah. I think he's a six five. See, if we had more guests willing to measure themselves like Tori, we would have a more accurate depiction of this stuff. Mm, still questioning that. By the way, Zach Cooper in my DMs to let that. me know that Zach Cooper in my DMs to let me know. Don't forget that Corey was a college football player. Zach, <laughs> this is this is why this is why I fuck with your brand so hard because we're sitting we're sitting here talking about who could take Fessy, and you just wanted to make sure that we knew that Corey's got that football skill too. I love it. I love it. That's the kind of standing that Wait, I can support. Wait, college football or high school? He played college football. Not not. For where? Not D1. For the, he obviously didn't play for T.O.'s school, you know? No, 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 no. He, he, was, he was a much lower level football player. Zach, hit me with the, hit me with the details. Hit he probably the played details. like one of those, what are those things called when it's just a fun, like co-something? What is that? Just a fun like sports team? Football? No, like just a, no, no, <laughs> like just a fun sports team with no real, like you just go play. It's not like a proper league, but. I got I mean, like it, rec, rec sports. No, what's that called? There's a name for it in college, in American schools. I know about it because on all the tours that they would talk about it. What is it, you guys? What is the fucking word? Somebody talk. No, it's not a type of football. It's a type of sports. Like, like uh, they all have them. You know, you can, you can go play volleyball. Uh, co something copted copt. Oh God, what the fuck is it? Intermural. That's what it Inter- is. Yeah, Intermural. Whoa, shit. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Yes, there we go, Jason. See, this is why you write for us, Jason. This is Jason, why, right that's here. What I'm talking about man. absolutely spot on. Thank you very much. This is what happens when you go to international school. We didn't have intramural shit to my school. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a single team. Um. Okay. So, anyways, maybe he played that. All right. Uh, Corey walks into the tribunal, basically just says, you know, you do what you have to do, whatever. Nelson walks into the tribunal. He also says, you know, they, they tell Nelson, we want you to come back, whatever. It's like pretty boring fucking tribunal meetings. And then D comes in and at least they showed her for a hot second. I, I was impressed. I, I thought they were going to figure out a way to, to get around that. Same. I thought that they were just going to completely <laughs> skip over her, but they, you know, they gave her two seconds of airtime and it seemed sassy. So there just must be so much storyline going on behind all this that we are not seeing. 
We yeah. are missing all of it. Sign my change.org petition, you guys. Then we got Bailey. She uh, goes in there and is pretty much, you know, sentiment of uh, same sentiment as Corey. It is what it is. You guys do what you got to do. Whatever. And then we have the post-tribunal aftermath. And here's when the true levels of cuteness start for this episode. And Nelson starts talking to Kyle and Bananas, talking about how he just wants to be put in because Corey's got a kid. You know, put me in, put me in, don't put Corey in. I mean, this was wow. This was wow. He's just wow. He's just such a great guy. He's, he's thoughtful, he's caring. He um, really invested in, in Ryder, making sure that Ryder's taken care of and, and Corey's unborn at the time with Taylor. And um, he's got such a big heart, Nelson. I tried to tell you guys and girls, I tried to tell all of you what a, what a great person Nelson is and you just didn't want to listen. And that's why I had to close off the bandwagon this week because we are <laughs> at capacity. How did you close it off, though? What did you guys do? Did you put, like, a, is there a fence around it? I it's mean, an actual the... wagon. Okay. And I took the canvas cover of the wagon, and I rolled it down, and I tied knots. And oh, it's one of those ahead. wagons. It's one of those mm-hmm. wagons. Wow. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, like a, it's like an Oregon Trail wagon. Nelson I... <laughs> really, um, and the rumor is that Nelson and Corey, they weren't even on the best terms coming into this season. The things were a little, little off for them. Excuse they, me? Um, Why? Yeah. You know, friends fight, Shawnee. I mean, sometimes good friends. Oh, what are you talking about? That's not, you can't just drop that kind of tea without, with zero evidence. We don't know about that. Uh, do you read Twitter? Yes, I can. I can say whatever I want. No, I honestly, I did not read Twitter. (laughs) I honestly did not read Twitter before this I can say whatever I want about whoever I want and it's valid. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It's 2020, girl. Erlene, I agree. You didn't like Nelson this much until this season. You're hopping on the bandwagon. You guys need to just. Shut up, all right? Because that's not true. Zach's acting like he's driving the bandwagon, but he's just hopping on. You're like one I of those too, train hoppers. Um, I, too, was a little emotional while this was all going on. It was... Um, Did your ice-cold heart melt? Uh, I'm getting a little choked up right now just thinking about... Oh, my God, you guys. You nah, guys. Nah, we're we're you good. You guys, shut up. You're pulling a Josh. It's cute. It's cute. Embrace <laughs> it. Embrace it. Then, wait, Michael's comment is so funny. You can't trade in your car a hatred and then ban people from the Nelson bandwagon. Let Nelson have his fans. I didn't trade in my car a hatred. Let me tell you what. Uh, uh, this is so funny. She's still annoying me. Did you Yo. see she, her and Polly are on Instagram? Like, compl- they're talking about the ratings and shit. Like, oh, this season sucks because the ratings are dropping. They're trying to yeah, spin the narrative I, that they're uh, not on it. No, but they're arguing that the cast is what's wrong, but I we've discussed this at length it's obviously the format that is wrong so they but listen they're coming from a cast perspective they're not coming from a they've analyzed this show perspective like we do you know we have a phd in challenge analytics so it's different for us we can kind of see it from the more unbiased perspective i will just say that um the cara cult they have made a living out of anytime somebody who's not on the show comments on the show they are the first people to say you're just trying to stay relevant. You're mad that you're not on the cast and not getting calls. Well, I got news for you. Kara and Polly, who aren't on the show, trying to make comments and make waves about the ratings, that's as thirsty as it gets. So It's not even thirsty boom. at all. It's like just one comment. Shh. I thought you were about to blow your nails. Like, do one of these. Well, I like that. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna work that in more. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. Yo, the comment section is hilarious right now. I love you guys. I absolutely, yeah, they're on it. I absolutely love you guys. I completely agree. Zach's hair needs to stay this way. And Corey's conspiracy theory. Tinfoil hats for a second, everybody. This is brilliant. Calhoun saw this leaked season way early, so he decided to head the Nelly T bandwagon. Ooh. We saw That's when you joined bullshit. the spoilers Facebook group. We know. That's bullshit. We know. Co- Corey, we know. Come on. Oh yeah. Corey, that's, that's a, I mean, woof. You guys stop it. The facts. Stop it. The absolute right. facts. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I've been loving Nelson since Final Reckoning when he was unburying Shane from the dirt and sh- and sh- Shane had his his ass up in the air and he said, "Kiss my ass, Nelson." No, you didn't love you, Nelson. You loved I said, you, you know loved what? Shane. No, I said, you know what? That's my team. I like both of them. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. it's my team. Okay, you know what this is equivalent to though is that if you like Nelson because of Shane, that's the same thing as people liking Kara because of Marie, which is something that you hated. So I'm just gonna put that out there. Also, Erlene, your comment is priceless. Zach in economy seating for the bandwagon, think he's, he's thinking he's in first class. I will actually what? correct that. Zach's in economy seating for the bandwagon, thinking he's the pilot. Ooh, I'm just gonna let you guys keep talking because this is jokes right now. So stop it. Hey, I'm just reading comments. I can't, you know, don't don't blame me. Everyone thinks they're funny messenger. here. I'm just the I'm, messenger. I'm Mr. Nelson. Yo, I didn't even tell you that Zach Cooper got me oh a cameo God, from I Nelson Oh my can I Chuck yesterday. Bass? Can I be a guy? I think that would be more like me, to be honest. Like, of all of the characters on the show, I'm definitely a Chuck. Yeah. It's pretty pretty fair. Obsessed with a, making I, billions. That's my goal in life. I could see you being a Chuck. I mean, that's pretty much like the vibe, you guys. Disappears in France for months on end. <laughs> you guys. You, you'd sell out your, your significant other to your <gasps> uncle for, uh, for the, the, the sake of the hotel? Yeah, if I didn't care about them. Um, <laughs> this has been a hilarious episode. I'm really shaken from these Nelson accusations. But yes, Zach, so Zach Cooper got me a cameo from Nelson yesterday. <laughs> um, oh, no way. And Nelson answered back uh, Wait, in, so in very cute. timely fashion. Uh, yeah. um, also, one of the things that he asked about on the cameo was like, hey, go on Zach's podcast. And Nelson said that he's going to talk to his representatives about it and see if it's a good idea. All right. I'm Chuck without the rape scene, you guys. Relax. I, uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Nelson needs to come on. He would be fucking phenomenal, first yeah, of all. Yeah. Guys, we're going to get him. Don't worry. Don't worry, at some point the, everybody will come The wheels are rolling on. after this cameo, I assure yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, once he knows, maybe you should send him a cameo. Uh, yeah, I'll get him a cameo, why not? <laughs> you, should send, you should send him a cameo. <laughs> Make bang. <laughs> uh, or maybe he wants one from me, because I got, got shared by Amari Stoudemire, so I'm J famous. Challenge should get on cameo. I'm famous. Oh, oh I'd get a J Challenge cameo. You know? I would too, just just to just to see who they actually are. Hey, I'm like your biggest fan. You one time shared me on your Instagram. It was super cool. Thanks so much for that. It, like made my day. Oh my god, it was just awesome. <laughs> really, really appreciate it. I was just wondering if you could uh, send me a cameo. It's my mom's birthday coming up, and you know she knows I love you. I think it'd be cool if you could say happy birthday for her. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's fucking great. <laughs> I'm uh, laughing a lot tonight. Thanks, Dave Sanders. We're talking about the part in my hair. Honestly, it's, it's great that you noticed that, you know, because it takes a while to part someone's hair. I mean, not mine, but it's, uh, some people's it does. 
All right, so tribunal. Then we get so we get to the purgatory, and uh, everyone's like, "Oh, that's narrow. It's fuck. Oh my god, so narrow, so narrow." It's like, "Oh, Serena's mm-hmm. the station. So narrow, so narrow." Same vibe, same vibe, you guys. And uh, and we see it's a hall brawl. Ooh, whoop de doo. They're really bringing back some of these classics. The tribunal, they go to vote for the female. They all end up voting for D. What a big shock for the male. They all end up voting for Nelson. But before they all get to their votes, Bananas does start off his by saying, uh, you know, Nelson told me to to vote you in or to vote him in. You know, he's like the nicest friend ever. This guy's so loyal, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, really, like this is where the tears really started to cry. I mean, they were just flowing. I... I was, oh, just the emotions happening right in that scene and Corey realizing what the hell was going on and that it was coming to fruition, that this guy's about to go in for him. I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like, it was just, it was a moment, you know? My heart had that flutter and it was deep. I had the goosebumps. They all end up voting Nelson in. The elimination is hall brawl. The first to ring the bell twice wins. Very simple. Seems like it's a more narrow hallway, though, so more contact. And first up is the females. Round one. Ding, 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 now, ding. Now, this is very important. The musical cue. Here we go. We're going to get into it. So Jenny and D square up. And just as they're about to attack each other, my, my ears perked up. MTV plays Volcano Girls by Veruca Salt. Shelly, oh, yeah. This is right up your alley. For yeah, people my that don't favorite. Know, Veruca this Salt. Is, um, this is legitimately one of my favorite groups of all time. By far one of the best 90s groups. If you guys have not listened to either of the the, uh, the first two Veruca Salt records, you should fucking do it. Um, I will say it's a really cool band name. Yeah. They're like, the best, and they had a very notable feud and breakup in the late 90s, and people waited for years and years and years, and then they finally reunited in 2014, and I went to their concert, and I'm actually going to find it and send it out on our Twitter. There's a picture on their official Instagram page of that concert, and I'm ooh, in the picture. So shut I'm gonna up. Find that. That's yeah, pretty I'm cool. Yeah, I'm going to tweet that out. Wait, One so of my favorite bands. That song is fucking sick that i mean i think awesome. i think what you're saying here though is that we're both famous yeah i think that's what this exactly. breaks down to yeah this yeah. is this wow. justifies my yeah wow. my cameo page i've been on their Ooh. instagram page wow so, you guys this is incredible honestly this is incredible what a day what a day <laughs> um so jenny ends up going and it looks like jenny has done some serious training for a physical oh, contact yeah. i mean this is now, we have to put our tinfoil caps on for another second, you guys, because I got sent some information from a Mr. Zach Here Cooper. we go. Yep, I'm sure he sent it to you. And yes, he, uh, he sent us the live video that Bananas did talking about this challenge. And Bananas very specifically mentions that him and Jenny were practicing the hall brawl before the elimination. Why were they practicing the hall brawl? Did they know it was going to be a hall brawl? There are two ways to look at this. The first is where the tinfoil hats might lean, and that is Johnny has the in with production. Yep. We've pointed it out several times during the season of things that we found questionable, and they tipped him and said, hey, it's Hall Brawl. Johnny goes to Jenny, and they start training for Hall Brawl. The other side is saying, hey, it was the last elimination of the season, and they do Hall Brawl every season, so everybody knew it was going to be Hall Brawl. 
which they do hall brawl every season at the they last don't. Yeah, elimination. They, they, do, they don't do hall brawl every season. I don't know about that, maybe one. the last couple they have, they're starting to lean into it more. But I'm not sure where I fall in this. It was kind of weird to hear him talking about it like that. And yeah, it was a bit weird. I was wondering if maybe they just told everybody because I couldn't imagine that they would get away with training for the hall brawl together without anybody noticing so i'm thinking maybe production told them all you know this is what it's gonna be get ready for it yeah maybe i mean i don't know i don't know you guys but i mean this really like brings us to so many points because when it comes to production even like what we were talking about tea time there's clearly a huge hand in what's going on here so yeah. you know either either way something went down here that was shady so, you know, we're going to get a little more explanation from it. And I'm sure Johnny's going to see some of the blowback, what people are saying, and we'll see if he's got further explanation for it. Oh, okay. Derek is saying um, that the siren that was going off, that's what it was for. That it was for them telling them that it was Hall Brawl. Was that, was that what was going on? I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. I don't know. Was, explain that one a little bit for me. Okay, yeah, so my man D, we're, we're gonna need some more details on that. I, I believe yeah, I can see it. I could buy it. Round one starts off, and Tori. Uh, sorry, <laughs> this is like redemption from the elimination with Tori. So I, I do yeah, think that, that, was, Jenny, that was the yeah that was the big storyline going into this. Jenny had to win this. She had yep. to do better. She couldn't do what she did last time. She pushes pretty fucking hard, and she ends up getting D almost all the way back. Yeah. D tries grabbing her legs to trip her. Pretty good move, but Jenny just you know loses the shoe and then hits the bell with the shoe, which was awesome. So she ends up winning round one, and then. Round two, D actually slams into Jenny pretty hard, in my opinion. That that initial slam was awesome on, on D's part. But then Jenny pushes her all the way back to the bell and pretty much hits the bell with D, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, D got um, straight up owned. smoked. Owned. And that is why I don't understand why they just edited her out for the remaining part of the season. I mean, she... D wouldn't have looked good. It's not like the rest of the season would have painted her in a positive light. Mm. She was in constant drama. She, but according to Johnny, also in that video, he's saying that D was just straight up threatening Jenny, saying, "I'm, I'm gonna wreck you." No way. You know, if yeah, yeah, if, if, if I end up going in here, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it to you. And then she got smoked. So I don't understand from production's perspective why they wouldn't have wanted it to. Just show it all. D D would have looked like someone who was cocky and getting their their. Everybody already their hated her anyways. Everybody already hated her. It wasn't yeah. like you know. I mean, the fans that she did have, which was like me and Jessica and pretty much no one fucking else, and Brie from Tea Time, uh, you know, and and literally no one else. I mean, we we loved her, but that's as far as it went. You know, most people really didn't like her, so I feel like it. It just. I don't know. I totally agree yeah. with that. Her season didn't end well, so why edit it all out? It's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, then we've got the males. And round one, right before it starts, we've got some great confessionals from both of them. Nelson's talking about how, you know, to call yourself a champion in the challenge that's priceless. Ugh, Nelson, please stop speaking to mm. my heart like this. So poetic. Fessy gives some advice to Nelson, which was awesome. And he, he talks about how it's all about leg drive. So even when you, when you hit for contact, don't pause for contact, keep going straight. Even when you're, you know, in contact mode, keep running with your legs, 
you know, drive through is what he was trying to tell him. And right as TJ blows the horn for them to go, Fessy starts screaming, you know, don't slow down for contact. Go, go, go. And yeah. I thought that was cool because, you know, he's a football player. Getting his perspective Another matters. Another person who exemplified that and who is also a high-level football player was Marlon. If you rewatch their hall brawl from Rivals 2, Marlon is always driving. He's always mm. figuring out how to get proper leverage, and he's always dry, trying to drive forward with his legs. Um, you can – he is – probably the person who has most put their football skills on display in hall brawl to date. This hall brawl between Nelson and Rogan was unique because they were just the amount of wrestling that we saw inside between them, the way that they were going at each other. We haven't really seen one that physical in that sense yet. Theo and Kyle had a little bit of that on, on their elimination on where the worlds, but this one it was like extensive hmm. back and forth, really physical in that small space. I saw somebody on Facebook, they made a great comparison. Nelson, especially in the first heat, he gets so close and you can even see it on the camera angles. He's so close. He's clearly past the halfway point towards his goal and he's got Rogan back with him. If he could have just let go and disengaged, he would he would have had it. Absolutely. Somebody, he was somebody so close. compared it to Somebody compared it to Landon against Brad in, in Duel 2 in, in that first round where he's just mm. wrestling him and wrestling him and wrestling him. And that they, they essentially like disqualify him. They give Brad a point because he won't let Brad go and go for the goal. Yeah, absolutely. He needed to have let go. He needed to have more spatial awareness as to where he was in relation to uh, his bell. And had he had that and been more focused on it, then he would have let go because he would have realized, oh, I'm actually so close to the bell. Let's get this right. Um, but he was too focused on on wrestling him, and you know, Rogan. They do a good job. I mean, this was like a very yeah. heated. It was an awesome round. I loved watching it. There was so many back and forths. It was great. Rogan, even even though Nelson had the advantage, and and he he had Rogan, um, he had like position on Rogan. I, I also think that it was probably so much harder for Nelson to dis, to disengage than we realize. You know, I, I do think. Rogan still had a grip on him, but it really did look like Nelson could have had that first heat. It just, he just held him for too long. It was, trust me, as a Nelly T stan, I was watching that and my heart was pounding. I was like, come on, Nelson, you got this, you got this, you got this. Um, it hurt. hurt yeah, it definitely hurt. Long, it sucks when someone's so battle. close. It yeah. sucks when someone's so close like that. Uh, guys, there was just a uh, Dave. You almost dropped a spoiler in the comment section. No spoilers in the comments, you guys. No spoilers. No spoilers. No. I told spoilers. you. The, I told you the Dave thing. Yeah, the Dave thing wasn't gonna wasn't gonna last long. Hello, it's not Steven. No, I didn't ban him or anything. I just deleted the comment. Um. So then we got round two. Rogan goes super low. I mean, this was cra this was crazy. They both went so low on round two when they entered. That yeah. they, I, it was wild. Anyways, Rogan ends up going super, super low and gets him right at the bottom of his legs. Like Nelson is right on top of him and Rogan is like this and he, he gets him right in his legs and he ends up picking him up. And then Nelson picks up Rogan who's picking him up. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah. It was, that, that whole exchange that was nuts. I was nervous that Rogan, he looked to have such good leverage running in it it almost looked like he was going to completely upend nelson just mm. like flip him on his back mm. and 
the fact that no, I don't think people realize how impressive that is. I'm not even saying that as like my Nelson stand gimmick. The fact that Rogan had such leverage on him that Nelson was able to recover and then still drag him back towards his goal was really fucking impressive. Not a lot of people would have been able to Absolutely. do that. No, he put up, I mean, it was, it was really fucking impressive. We've got a comment here from, uh, from Michael. No, no, not that Michael. Good Michael. <laughs> he goes, this elimination was, um, was up there with Joss and Derek, but editing messed it up. I don't know if I fully yes. agree with that. No, no, no. I, I agree with that one hundo. Well, I, even... I say I don't know if I fully agree with that only because the, the length of time. You know, Josh and Derek's elimination, because of the format of the thing, could go on for so long. But because of the format of Paul Brawl, they couldn't have that same sort of time space. But I do think if there was if it was like a fucking uh, X battle or some sort of wrestling elimination between the two of them, it would have easily had gone to a, a Joss versus Derek type. This is unfortunately one of the hallmarks of this season is just questionable too much editing too much interference in certain areas and what's up nelson can pick up a refrigerator nelson can pick up a refrigerator refrigerator a refrigerator i I believe it he's a strong fucking dude how do you pick up a refrigerator that's crazy why do i keep saying refrigerator how can you pick up a fridge (laughs) that is crazy that is actually crazy so the one thing that that unfortunately stood out too much for me in this elimination was the edit it was Mm. crazy go back and rewatch it you get all these cuts and all these flashes of color here's nelson running in here's rogan running in here's nelson running in from a different angle here's rogan running in from a different angle and i'm looking at this just like fucking show it stop mm-hmm. take away all of that production value just show them run in at full speed fucking hit each other and then show the wrestling stop giving us all of this spin all of Mm. these cuts it was so unnecessary and if you go back and watch some of the best hall brawls go back and watch zach and cj go back and watch ty and leroy versus jordan and marlin the two hall brawls that everybody talks about there's none of that yeah it's a really good point actually it's a really really good point i don't like fast cuts in video editing either it feels very youtubey to me you know if you ever watch like a youtube that makes sense if you guys ever watch YouTube videos or YouTube tutorials, like it's always like, Hey guys, welcome to my channel. And it's all like cut through and it's so annoying. Like, Oh my God, you no way. Oh, Hey, Hey, oh, hi. It's like, just stop cutting yeah. shit, you know, talk on camera for five seconds straight. And, uh, and that definitely has that they, same they vibe. They did some, some bad girls club editing. I, yeah. It was <laughs> the, the thing about hall brawl, especially when you have Rogan versus Nelson, you knew that was going to be a matchup. You knew neither of those guys were just going to get rocked. Just let it stand. It's a, mm. it's an impressive competition. It's the it's very clearly something that the challenge wants to make known as their signature. This is the hall brawl show. This is our moneymaker. So I just don't understand why they would showcase it like that. It was an awesome battle. We didn't need any of that. I wanted to see it as is. No editing. Little editing. At most. That, I would that's have liked all that need. as well. I would have liked yeah. that as well. Anyways, round two, Rogan ends up tripping. So Nelson starts running, but Rogan is already too far over. And then Nelson starts falling as he's running. He can't really gain his bearings. So Rogan ends up winning. Corey goes down, hugs Nelson. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, he really gets into it. 
Um, and, you know, obviously this was like real te- tearjerker moment. I mean, my God, I was at this point, I was just like snot everywhere. I was just, my glasses <laughs> were fogging up. I couldn't, I couldn't even, I, I could not fucking cope. All right. This was, it was so moving to me, but at the same time, I really like Rogan and I want him to be in the game. So I did like that Rogan won this one. The yeah. winner is Jenny and Rogan. Mazel tov to you two. TJ, he uh, he then announces to everybody, if I were you guys, I would pack my bags. Everyone's in the final. And this is the first final Bananas has been in in six seasons. That's crazy. I know. Since that's crazy. Three. What? So if he's done 20 seasons, not six seasons, if you go to so season number 14, what is that like? That's like two thirds of his... He hasn't, for the last third of his challenge career, he hasn't been in a final. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, since he took the money. This is the first final he's made. <gasps> oh, my God. Is that the first final he's made since he took the money? Yeah. Uh, unless you count champs versus pros, champs yeah. versus stars. No, no, we're we, not counting we that. Yeah. Wow, that's a... Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. I know. Um, Overall, it's crazy that Rogan, Rogan beat one of if not the current elimination beast of the challenge, a guy who by our official metrics is now nine, two and one being that we don't count redemption on an elimination record. That's just the way we, we roll with it. And that really isn't getting talked about because people are so focused on the Nelson Corey aspect of it, which I, I is a very compelling story. So I totally get it. Also Nelson's eye, you could Nelson's eye was swelling mm. up and red afterwards. You can see the actual physicality that was involved. It was very impressive. Um, down with the sickness. Can't forget about that musical cut. That that was a good usage for the uh, for the guy's heat. And yeah, now we're going to the final. It sounds like there is going to be some sort of early purge. Some people are going to get eliminated early. Well, in the there's final. more guys than girls right now, so I don't know if they're going to even it out yeah, or how that's going to work. Weird. But a little weird, yeah. by the way, on that. And I don't know why they were all so excited knowing that there was more guys than girls, but I don't know, something was oh, off there. Oh, J- Jason saying that, uh, uneven because of Big T. That, okay, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh RIP Big T. Missed that one. Missed that one. I wonder if she would have sure made we'll the final. I'm sure we'll see her again, according to TJ. So. Absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, so that was the whole episode. I thought overall it was decent. At least the narrative was changing. It wasn't someone needing to get their red skull and whatever the fuck else happened. And we also got lots of Nelly T. It was, you know, it was, overall it was pretty good. And yeah, that's pretty much it. You have anything else? No, I think that is it. Nelson, we love you. Um, I know we're going to see you again. I put, I bet the deed to my house that Nelson would win this season. And yeah, so Zach's not homeless. If anybody wants was, to donate uh, to the cause, I was incorrect. <laughs> I did not see this coming. Uh, um, wow. <laughs> I didn't think anybody could beat him. You saw the spoilers, you asshole. Okay, I did so. not. I did not know what happens to Nelson this season, you guys. I'm telling you. Did you know right? at all? I didn't know. All right. Well, I knew. Um, I knew that, that was a bad bet too, and I let you make that bet. So, really, I'm res- <laughs> I'm responsible let for. Me mm-hmm. Put yeah. myself on the streets. I'm absolutely responsible for that. 
Uh, thank you guys all so much for listening. It has been an absolute pleasure as per usual. You can check us out, saniacpodcast.com, on all social media platforms at Saniac Podcast. I'm at Shawnee Suista on Instagram. That is at ZCal77. You guys should be following us. We both have awesome content on our Instagrams. I know that I've been slacking on Friday content this week, but I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> I've been busy. But he's out there, and he is so cute. Uh, if you guys are not aware about the Deshaun Jackson incident, I recommend that you look it up. Look it up. Deshaun Jackson. Just Google Fucking it. Insane. All right. Just Google it. Everybody needs to know about what's going on with that. Everybody needs to have seen that. And you can go check out all of his idiocy on the Instagram as well. We love you guys all so very much. And we will see you sometime in the near future. No, we'll see you next week, you guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah, next week. Goodbye. Thank you to Tea Time. And Check out Tea Time. Signing out. This is Chuck Bass. Later. <laughs> XOXO.